You're listening to the Understarters Orders Racing Podcast. Expert racing analysis from both sides of the Irish Sea. So stay tuned for the best insights and opinions on the weekend's racing here on the Understarters Orders Podcast. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Understarters Orders podcast. We are live tonight, and we've got three of our main men here with us tonight to preview the Dublin Racing Festival that comes live from Leopardstown this Saturday and Sunday. Let's introduce those guys to you now. We Our first one is Mr. Andrew Cummins. Hello, Andrew. Yeah, mate, my dodgy camera here. Um, very well, Chris. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks, mate. Very busy week. How about yourself? Busy? um busy enough i'm uh, surviving down looking forward to this did this racing on the weekend got me right through it yeah brilliant day. brilliant weekend racing it really is indeed and the next person we're going to introduce is another fellow irish man it's declan carroll hello declan i knew it i knew he'd do it this week. Second, week week row. second week in a row. good evening lads yeah, second week in a row, he's turned his microphone off. He'll get the third time into charm. Um, let's hopefully this next man has actually turned his his screen on because I can see that it's actually off at the minute. I hope he's not the bad. Hello oh, to Stephen Edwards or SSE, the most technophobic guy in the world. Hello, Steve. Mic off, odds on. Microphone must be off. His uh, screen must be off. He's there somewhere. You'll see him in a minute when he comes on and he'll look like a... You know this this silver goddess <laughs> sorry not goddess god a silver god that's what it'll be are you there stephen someone give him a text <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna get lauren back there he is. Watch it. Watch it. There's not a box here of a red line Don't for it. We'll get there eventually. Next week, he'll be sorted, won't you, mate? Right, mm. belt in. Let's kick us off then, guys. We're going to kick off this week uh, with the Nathaniel Lacey Novice Hurdle, the 105 at Leopardstown. And, oh, Short price favorite is Galard Dumanil. We've got Statler in there at five to one. Cape Gentleman six to one. Gentleman's game at seven to one. Holy Macaponi's there at eight to one. Ashdale Bob, Bob at ten to one. And talking about Ashdale Bob, we've got a clean sweep this week because we all like Ashdale Bob. Wow. Clean sweep. Um, let's start with you, Deck. Kick us off. Why do you like Ashdale Bob? I, I just think he's been he's been very very impressive this season. I know he's a second season novice, but he's looked at have done a, a lot of growing up, and you know th there's a lot of talk about him going for the Albert Barton. I think he's I think he's too classy for it. He's too fast. He, he's, poor, he's very slick over hurdles, um, and I don't think that's the race for him. I, I think this race is going to suit him, and I even think he could come back to two miles as well. I just think he's a really classy horse. Uh, he travels well, jumps well. The Ballymore would be the race that I think he should go for. I think he'd have a great chance. And, uh, you know, oh, oh, he's my selection for this race, but you want to be a brave man to be really strong on something for this race because it's very, very competitive. And uh, I know we all get sucked in 
to today's big meetings, but they're that's you know he, what is he? He's ten to one. There's easier ten to one shots to find. Um, you can make a case for every horse in this race. It the quality is really really high. You know, it, it is sort of our, it's a funny trip to two mile six. It's it's a fairly new race, um, and it's probably hurt the the old delight a bit because that was two miles, two furlongs, and and that used to throw some great clashes. But you know, they, they most of a lot of good horses have turned up here in this race, and I suppose this will this race will decide where a lot of these go, whether they're you know whether they're going to gel them first of all. And if they go for the Albert Barton or the, or the Ballymarble, just to go through the field, you know, you, you could start anywhere with them. Obviously, Ashdale Bob is, is my selection, but, you know, that is isn't a fire. Still quite inexperienced with Toward the Fury Road at Punchestown. Pulled up an awful ground at Limerick. And, you know, we probably touch on that Limerick meeting at Christmas a bit tonight. And it, it's whatever way you want to take horses out of it. You're gonna say it could have bottomed a lot of horses, or you're gonna say, but you know, we we put a line through that one, whichever, whichever is gonna help you make a case. And um, I'm not sure baptismal for um will be too close to winning this, but you know, he he does need to improve. But there there is some look that they've all got. They're probably all going to improve here, and um, it really really is a hot race. Fakira has stayed on strongly a lot, like strikingly well and i think he just could be done for pace here and he would be my idea of an albert Bartlett horse because i don't think he's as classy as some of these like the classier horses will pick up the bit and <coughs> the race will be run by by the time they get to the last hurdle in the albert Bartlett. so you know even if 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 he he'll definitely be staying on here and um, and i i think he's this race won't suit him as much as an albert Bartlett will so I'll have an eye on him to, to go towards Cheltenham. Fun night is, is open to improvement. I don't know a whole lot about him, but you know, if he does find the, the right amount of improvement, I'm sure he'd be he could be there or thereabouts. Shadow Rider does have to find with Ashdale Bob. And you know, it, it depends on what you've seen in him already. And if you think he can find it, I suppose Ashdale Bob has shown his hand a little bit more. So if you're looking for one of the more exposed types, he could be one at a decent price. Statler has been, you know, he was impressive at Christmas. And Glenn's of Antrim, who was second that day, like she was well there in second uh in the meeting last week. Where was that nice? Was it on last week or, or not? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um behind Vanillier at, at Nice also. But you know, the, I actually think Statler's a little short here. When you look through this field, it's a deep, deep field, and there's a lot of value to be had. And, and the race just being this out, he, he, he wouldn't be, he wouldn't be for me. I'd be steering well clear of him at that price. He's about five to one. Kay Gentleman is, I think he's he's a bit of a romantics, but he's won the Cesarevich. He won his maiden hurdle very easy, and you know lads who who like a punt and like a gamble and handicaps, I think will. Will sway towards him coming off the flat the farm looks quite good but i don't think there's, there's much farm from the maiden hurdle um he, he's also quite inexperienced and he'd be another i'd, I'd pass over uh the favorite willie's you might have to head me out with this one that's you said it already chris what's his name galad duman galad duman 
that's the one that's the one he was very very good here at christmas and the farm has been frank from that race as well and look i know you said it before but there's a line of farm there with takarengo and if andy might have done it if anyone else has the time to sit down you might find every every novice winner for the rest of the season uh, but i do want to take him on in this field at that price about five to two it's just we thought that we want to take him on I, I am going to take him on because you're making me pick a horse uh, but it, it's, it's it's just very very competitive to be back on a horse that short for me uh Ganapati was second in the moscow flyer and they went a, a crazy gallop and he looks like he'll stay I, he's stepping up from the two miles and just on that run he looks like he'll stay to me the real deal came and and done them all at the end he came from way off the pace but you know look looking back at that race he looks like he'll stay to me and he's another one who's you know he's 16 to 1 and um, that's another good each way bet gentleman's games a horse i really really like he was bloodless at park that was you know really really impressed with that performance and he may need this it's a second run and he's going into a, a grade one and melvin's horses do take a little bit more time he doesn't rush them but he is having a fantastic season and i would be looking forward with him again he's you know he's the same price as ashdale bob but with the experience ashdale bob has i think he's better value but i am i'm excited about gentleman's game going forward holy macaponi i can't get a handle on because he pulled up very very quickly he pulled up the last day like a horse who burst and there's no reports that he has and and maybe you guys might know something more but like hadn't he beat he's beaten the favorite and he pulled up very very quickly um and i, I just don't know i wouldn't be brave enough to to be throwing him up here but you know he, he's, he's still another one who could be anything uh is narrowly beaten at limerick um and again it's how you want to what you want to take out of that race as a bottom dumb or you know uh, that was a good performance he has been ahead of um the statler also and but again i i'm gonna skip over him and i'll just give a mention to calcus who i don't really have an awful lot to say about uh, and maybe you know you lads can give a bit more insight into him but yeah my selection will be ashdale bob Thanks very much for that, Deck. Um, Steve, you also like Ashdale, Bob. I do, yeah. Obviously, I won't go into as much detail as Deck, and I'm sure Andy's got plenty to say too. But um, Ashdale, Bob's the funny thing about Ashdale, Bob is his prices for the festival sort of they've got bigger on the on the on the face of him falling very early in the race. Like, isn't he's not done nothing wrong he's had an accident isn't he you know like it's just one of them where he's been pushed out to i think 16s in some books and 25s straight after the race uh that's bob bollinger's form behind fernie hollow that's still you're still looking at that as probably the best form guide of the race that we've seen holy marco pony um deck was just saying about that was just henry de Bromley was in the weekend of, uh yesterday they said nothing come to light whatsoever from that run so You'd have to be, you'd have to be a bit wary of that, you know. If they, if they can't see nothing's wrong, like there's, there's obviously something underlying, or, or it could have been just a bad day at the office. But you wouldn't, you couldn't back it with any confidence on the back of that. Uh, I quite like Statler at Christmas. I actually thought uh, the fact they missed the last hurdle as well. I thought 
made it a bit tougher for him, but he toughed out really well. Like showed a lot of stamina. I don't think the race was as strong as this. I do think he's a horse to like to stick with, but like Dex said, I think he's probably a little bit shorter than he should be. But um, I, I, do, I do like Ashdell Bob, and I'm definitely going to give it another chance. I think I think nine ten to one's massive. Let's throw over to you now, Andrew. Um, yeah, I'd just be echoing the lads. Really, it's it's not necessarily the fact I think Ashdale Bob is the most likely winner. It's the fact that he's 10 to one. It just completely underestimates the ability of the horse. Like the handicappers given him a mark of one, four, six for what he's achieved over hurdles so far. And he, he is one of the more experienced runners. Don't get me wrong, but are you telling me that there's three horses that will be able to run to pass the mark of one, four, six? If he if he runs to form and look, the answer to me is, is is no. Unless this is one of the best novices to be run in the last ten years, that's just not going to happen. Um. So for that, with that said, I think Ashdale Bob will at least fulfil one of the spots in the top three. I think he will win this race though. Um. He, look, he he tried to channel his inner Greg Rutherford at Nice last time out, and it just didn't work out. He just you know these things happen. He'll learn from that though. Um, and that's the good thing about novices. He's not doing this as a nine or ten year old. He's doing it as an inexperienced horse, and he should learn from it. He shouldn't do it again. Um, and with that said, you know, Statler, Gallard de Manil, uh, Deck alluded to it. Like Statler was beaten by Van Vanillier um earlier in the year. Gallard de Manil was put in his place by Holy Macaponi, who has since been pulled up. Um Gallard de Manil has obviously won his maiden. Um both Gallard de Manil and Statler beat Glens of Antrim and Mr. Incredible, who fulfilled the first two places at Nace last week. So their form looks relatively similar. So it's kind of difficult to kind of differentiate between these horses. So, you know, we could be dealing with some, you know, we could be dealing with three or four really good horses, but, you know, they can't all be really good. And Ashdale Bob has proven that he's at least worth the mark that he has now. And that's more than enough for me to take a chance on him here. I personally think he's more an Albert Bartler horse than a Ballymore horse. I know Deck disagrees with me, but I think he is a stayer in the future. Um, as for Fun Light, he was seventh in a bumper on his first ever run. Now, that was an absolute vintage bumper. It was won by Eric Bloodaxe and the likes of uh, Fernie Hollow was in behind. I think um, Cross Hill was in there too. Um, Ragnar Lodbrook was in there. It was a really, really good bumper. Um, and then he nearly nicked a maiden hurdle at Leopardstown, won by, I think, think the boss is oscar uh last year and um, he obviously had his issues since but he's won a maiden hurdle and he might well no, he will be one for handicaps in the spring i'd say um i, I i'd be you know he's one that couldn't you know he mightn't go over to the uk but like he could maybe nick a handicap if fairy has or punches down so i would keep an eye on him and um, but for me ashdale bob like I'll probably be a little bitch here and say he's a, a bit of an each. He's an each way steal. Uh, you're, getting, you're getting even money profit if he finishes in the top three. But he's I think he has two now. He's mm, uh, ten to one general, so we're, we're you know it's it's all there. But um, I I'd be really I'd be really on him at that sort of price because you know he has the form in the book and the others for as you know for the potential that they hold still have to go out and prove it and i don't think more than three horses will improve past them if ashdale bob runs to form excellent right clean sweet there for ashdale bob clean sweet right let's move on to the next one we're going to go on to the dublin chase now it's the grade one over two miles and just shy of two furlongs and a very short price favorite here in chacun 
Um, I believe this is another clean sweep, guys, with Shaq and Pochoir. Uh Let's start this time with you, Andrew. Um, yeah, no, this is kind of an opening showcase, really, isn't it? Like if Shaq and Persuad just needs to, he could probably tie his front legs together and, and still win this race. Um, you know, he's, he's for me, he's the best two-miler around at the minute. Um, he's definitely the most consistent. He's obviously not the easiest to train, as we've only seen him a handful of times. But, you know, it was more of a freak instant that made him miss the champion chase last year. Um, look, the only way he's not winning the champion chase is if he doesn't handle the track. Um, in my opinion, I think he'd be fine around it. He's uncomplicated. Um, himself and Min last year in the Dublin chase, like I've probably said this to you lads in the past, but just through the binoculars down the back straight, just watching them go fence to fence, it was just a pleasure to watch. It was it was really like, it's what racing is really all about. It was just two two animals in their, at their peak of their powers, just you know doing what they do best. And this there's a chance that this could happen here and there, there's just nothing in this field like that will get near them fakir duderi is probably tripless um notebook is an admirable performer but he's been put in his place already by shaq and persuad and i like he is a lunatic and people think he's a two miler because of that but he definitely needs further than two miles i think Um, sizing potsy that was a bit of a unsavory incident last time at fairy house that ground was probably unraceable and he was just he was dead in his feet it was like you know, it, it it just wasn't nice seeing him fall the last. Hopefully he's okay and he comes back from it, but he's flying too high here. And uh, talking about horses flying too high, Tornado Flyer, he's just like, I'm pretty sure he's been pulled up. Um, He's been pulled up in most of his starts over two miles. And, and for me, this is a waste of time turning up here. Um, he might scoot around and get some prize money and go back up and trip. But look, this is an opening showcase for me. Shaq and Persuade should should win this relatively easily. And Declan? Yeah, Chris, my, my selection was actually um, a straight forecast. I, you know, I didn't take the easy option. I had me balls out a bit. <laughs> Not like Andy with his, his 70 to 2 each way shots. Um, look, Shaq and Portois, he was brilliant at Christmas and he's going to improve again. I think, you know, he was a bit sticky at Cork and then he was like a different animal. He, he was like the, the one we expected to see last March. Leperstown at Christmas, and I'm really looking forward to watching them. Like, is there anything better than a pure two miler going from fence to fence? Like, they, they can be an absolute joy to watch. And um, look, Andy's right, and if, if they the, the check him for Swat and Min down the back, and it is a great race, five or six fences lining them in front of you. And it's, it is, you know, you, I know you two lads have never been there, but you can see it from the stand, the whole back straight, and it's. You know, it it's it's a beautiful test of a of a chaser, and he he should win this race unless something happens. It's very hard to see him being beaten. You know, it, he looks like he's going to improve again from what we've seen. It's his first run in Ireland or his first chase in Ireland. Oh, he stood at the last end at Nice. I didn't know anything about him, and he was he was very short, but. By the time we got round to the last fence, like he was miles clear and he was phenomenal over the fence. It, you know, it was something else. And you, you get to stand so close to fences in Ireland, like you, you can reach out and touch them. It was really, really impressive to see. And it just stuck out in my mind ever since. I was a bit disappointed when he was done by a blue tar. And, you know, still still can't work that one out. Like uh, a blue tar obviously has a beautiful mix of, of speed and stamina, but 
you know, Shekhan Portswall looks a real two miler and I, I, he must have just had an off day and they are entitled to do that. I, you know, Andy thinks now Cook probably wants a bit further and he, he's probably right, but Min definitely wants to go a bit further. And when you go through the rest of them, Fakir Dudari, you know, they've been experimenting with him a bit and I, you know, he has struggled this season, so I just can't have him. So he's a pot, he doesn't jump well enough for this test, you know, with a proper two miler in there. And I think he's dangerous. So I wouldn't run them in this race. And, um, you know, if I was on Shakran Porsquad, he's the one I'd be staying well away from because he's probably the one who can get Shakran Porsquad beat. And Andy said it all about Tornado Flyer. I don't even know what trip that horse won. Nobody thinks, you know, he doesn't know. Like, you know, <laughs> maybe he doesn't want this sport. Maybe she'll be doing something else. <laughs> I don't with notebook um to, to follow Jack and Portswall home. I think the no crowd again is going to help him. And it it'll you know, I think he's a very good horse. He is a bit of a lunatic. And the atmosphere at Cheltenham, that cauldron doesn't help him. And we could see a different horse at Cheltenham this year. But I I'm gonna side with him. I think I think Maine's a great bet for the Ryanair, and that's what his season is building towards. And I'm not sure he's going to get the better of Notebook here to follow um, the favourite home. So I'd be I'd be going the straight forward car, Jack on course one to beat Notebook. Thanks very much, Jack. And on to you now, Steve. Yeah, and no, I think it should be pretty straightforward. I feel part of me thinks he's a bit of a hype horse. It probably sounds a bit unfair, but he, he's, he's a nine-year-old now. And he's never run at the festival. He might have had injury problems, but I know last year he obviously had a setback just before. But when you think of a two-mile division, it's pretty average, isn't it? Like put the kettle on, just about Duke to Genevieve in there at Cheltenham. Cheers, um, I see he said Ascot there. <laughs> Min was always a bridesmaid at two-mile. Uh, now he steps up. He's a better animal. And, I think some of you guys might think he might be even better, maybe further, but this should be straightforward. The extra two furlongs are probably aiding him, but it didn't do him any favours last year in the race. Straightforward favourite win, and he'll probably win at Cheltenham as well, won't he? Because of lack of opposition. Yeah, well, that, that brings us to this comment from Evan O'Carroll. Not even Hendo's Magic Sponge can get Altior to beat Shaq and Bourgeois. Do we agree with that, boys? <laughs> He should be thought of six to make. Is, is there a pointy object in, in his magic sponge? Just, I, it's probably never going to happen, right? But it, it's a bit unrelated. But Min does run in the obviously the Dublin chase. But when I, am I the only one that wants to see him maybe try three miles? No, I thought Min should have ran in the Lexus last year. And you know, you, you roll the dice in it last year when he's still young enough and if he wins it you go for the gold cup if he doesn't win it you could you come back and win the, the grade four right now but you know they don't know they still don't know how good that horse could have been you was, know, they're, they're trying to with melon but is i think means a better horse than melon and he could have been the one who stayed and, and could have turned into a gold cup horse and you know look I, i've actually applauded uh mr henderson a lot for for doing what he's done with lt and trying to step him up and you know, it's an awful pity. Men's connections didn't have the the lay to give it a go. Mm. I just thought that 
Min was looking like it was getting towards the end of its tether last year, but over two five, so I'm not so, not so sure a step to three would suit, but I don't know. Maybe if he, was more, if he was more, maybe held up a little bit longer, maybe. He led, didn't he? So he's probably there to be shot at and probably got a bit tired or even idled, but... Yeah, but if you found that out at Leopardstown at Christmas, you, you just come back and do what he done. Yeah, he's come back. You know. Clean sweep then, there for second Forecast for yourself, Deck. Second Pussoir to beat. Notebook. Notebook. Excellent. Right, let's move on to the next race, which is the Irish Oracle Novice Chase here. And at the top of the bet in the way, we've got Edgar, sorry, Energumene. Is that right? Energumene. <laughs> I'm I'm not I, even gonna attempt it. Yeah, I, yeah, um, I, I really struggle with some of these. <laughs> Unaccepted those at four to one, Captain Guinness here at eight to one, Darv Star, the show jumper is in there who likes to the sky. Franco <laughs> deploys oh. there. And Felix Desi all the way down to the bottom there with I'm a game changer. Um let's start us off, Steve. You're a big favourite fan here, is that right? Uh yeah, I'm I'm not sure it's a real betting race for me. I'll fancy Don't try and say the name, Steve. Enigmeni. Yes. Yeah. I thought he was off. He was really slick first. Uh, was it first or second time? Uh, with Captain Guinness race. Um, Black Boat. Was it Black Box? Black Boat was in that race. It didn't look like he tried very hard, did he? <laughs> <My lap>. <laughs> <laughs> um, Captain Guinness. He, I think he wants a bit further, doesn't he? He brings that, uh, the Shishkin form in uh, from last year. Am I allowed to say that for you, Dick? <laughs> do you want me? Do you want me to go off on one again? You stopped with another about twenty races to cover. State, don't get me wrong. No, for me. Why is unaccepted not run since early in the season? Is there anything? Any reason? He for had a slight knock over Christmas, and I think they've just let him come in fresh for this. And looking at his form, he probably kind of wants to be fresh. I think he does a lot in his races. Yeah, he got injured in at the end of last season. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, you guys are. I think you're going to touch on Franco de Paul, but. I was of the sort of opinion that uh, the race was set for it last time on him. Two maniacs, Felix Deji and Darva Star, just thought he picked up the pieces. But um, I could be wrong, but it's the prices probably suggest that the bookies feel the same way. But um, I do I do fancy the favourite. I think he'll lead all the way, which is which is saying something when he's with the other two in the field. But I think he'll I think he'll win. And I think he'll lead. Excellent. Right, the, the two Irish lads, uh, you're both quite keen on Franco de Paul. Is that each way? For me, it is anyway. <laughs> Not for Declan, is it? This is the first time I think the Irish Arkle has had more than seven runners since, I think, 2005 or something. Like It's it's the first time there's been three places for a while anyway. Tell us why you like Franco de Paul then, uh, Andrew, with your each way selection there. Uh, it's it's again it's similar to ashdale bob it's, it's not that i think he's the most likely winner but you're getting 10 to 1 about a grade one winner who has done nothing since he's literally he ran a christmas won a grade one and he's rocking up for another one and he's 10 to 1 and you know i know that the bookies are saying that he's he's one of the outsiders but you know the way i say it is brian cooper retains the ride and he won on him last time out um you know so like why like you know Patrick rides Charger, Brian rides Franco de Port. I, I, that's now obviously if if he was Willie's only runner, obviously Paul Townend would be up. You would imagine, but they went real quick that day. He jumped like a proper two miler, 
the race, I can see where Steve is coming from, and I know there's reports in in various racing outlets saying that the race may have fell into his lap, and that's totally fair enough because they did really go hard. Felix Deji, though, he essentially pulled himself up down the back straight. Um, so, you know, it wasn't a, a – I don't think it was run at an absolute freakish pace. And he, Franco de Port came through, and for me, he was easily the best horse on that day. And he arrives here, you know, proving that he can jump in grade one company. You know, how good is Captain Guinness? Like, we don't know. Like, he's he's been a horse that's had – like, he still retains potential, don't get me wrong. But, you know, he, he got to Andy Dufresne's girths and then fell into Supreme and still travelling well. But that Supreme was a mess. Um, and, I, you know, it, it may be strong form, but it was a total mess. And Enerjame, he beat him well at Nace, but, you know, it's it's still form that's kind of hard to trust at the minute, you know. Um, and the way I see it, I think Franco de Port, I think that form is, is a little bit more trustworthy at this moment in time. And, you know, if, if I'm getting 10 to 1 and I'm getting three places about, the horse that won a grade one last time out, it, it's a no-brainer for me. Um, as for unaccepted, like I thought he was the second coming when he won his maiden hurdle. I, I lost my marbles at that effort. Um, and, you know, it turns out he did beat Jason the Militant and I think the very man. So it was actually a decent maiden and he made them look ordinary. Now, he's probably had his issues since and I think Willie has deliberately kept him fresh. Um, he came back... He had a hard race behind easy work over two and a half miles, and it was a mistake running him at Limerick that day, I think, in that heavy ground, stepping him up and trip. And then he was pulled up in last year's Ladbrook hurdle on this card. And then he came out again and looked like a, a potential star, a Tipperary. And he might have had a little issue, but I think I think if if, if Willie learned anything from last year, it might be just to keep him fresh. 109 days off the track. He's going to come here. He may well win this, but you know, if I'd be worried about, you know, the Arkle or any races going forward because there is, I do have a sneaky suspicion that this horse wants a bit of time in between his races. Um, but with that said, Franco de Port for me, um, like, like Ashdale Bob, I'll be backing him each way. I think, I think that Andy's uh, for you again. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. I can crack on. Uh, I think it's deck, is it? It was a um, no, look, I, I just got to the end there. So it's basically Frank could deport each way for me. I think he'd be, um, he'd be a, I think he'd be, he'll run his race and he should be at least in the top three. You echo the sentiments as well, Declan. Is that right? I'm not the each way, but <laughs> I, I wouldn't have got into gambling if I wanted to back losers. <laughs> yeah, look, I, I just think people complain about them on the flat, but. You know, they, they are around for a reason, pacemakers. And the, the nine times out of ten, the best horse will win off a fast pace. There's no hiding place, you know. And it was the same in, in the, the three-mile chase at Leopardstown. And, you know, it was the real deal. is arguably the best horse that come out of the Moscow Flyer. And, you know, what, what, what why, why is Franco de Port so big? Like, is because he wasn't a great hurdler, but he's two from two over fences, you know. And horses improve. He's the that's the like the type of horse I like going chasing. One who's a little bit under the radar, and you can usually pick them up a big price in their beginners chase because beginners chases in Ireland can be quite hot. And you know, I suppose the race was a bit funny because Felix Deshi went off 
um, black ball fell. Just to touch on Felix Desi, like, does he want blinkers or the hood? I see the hoods off, you know. The hoods to settle him down. He pulled himself up down the back, you know. You say he wants blinkers to keep going. <laughs> There's quite a lot of pace in this, isn't the deck? There is a lot of pace in this, you know, because um, Blackball is going to probably go out and try and make it as well. But looking at the, the last race that Blackball ran, you know, they're probably thinking we'll pick up a valuable handicap now because I think he he could be grade one quality. Um, I thought he was excellent on debut and then he fell and then he was out the back, uh, never put into the race, the one that Energumen ran uh, won. Energumen is gone, probably has one way of running. I was very, very impressed with his win at Gowron. And I, I was looking for something. I was looking for something in the article and I was thinking it could be him. But, you know, the more the more I think about it, and I suppose the more that me and Andy have talked about the race at Christmas, the more I think the Franco Depart is, is the one. And he's, he's just not likable. But he has done everything right. It's not even that he's done nothing wrong. He's won off that fast pace. There was no hiding place. You know, he, he jumps well. I don't think he picked up the pieces. And it, I just think he's not a fashionable horse. And that's why you're getting so much value. And I think that is, it's not an each way price for me. But, you know, all the value is about him in this race. Cap, Captain Guinness is very overrated. He was second to Andy Dufresne. And we know Andy Dufresne was not the best of hurdlers and i admire what he done with him keeping him at home and he's looked a different horse over fences this season and he really looks a force to be reckoned with but because captain guinness got you know half a length he was finished half a length second to a high horse you know what else has he done he was pulled up in the beginner's chase has he he's, he's not a maiden he has won a chase hasn't he but i don't yeah. think it's the right home about you know i think he's overrated on that Darver Star should be running in the champion hurdle and he would be gone close in the champion hurdle. You know, we call him Snowball. Because every time he jumps, he, he comes down with snow on and he goes so high. You know, he should be in the puissance. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's not for me. Um, Embittered is still a maiden, plenty defiant. Unexpected is, you know, either an argument comes out and, and Blows us all away and proves that he is a proper two-miler. I just have a question mark of whether he is a, a proper two-miler. You know, is he going to be really fast enough? He gallops, or does he just have that one pace? And will he have that, you know, that, that two-mile speed you need in the championship races is it's it's a, it's a yard faster than you go throughout the year. And I'm not sure he has that. I just think he has a, you know, he's, he's not slow. But I just think he has that one pace, and I don't think he can, you know, quicken that extra yard where the likes of Frank at the Port was at the end of the race. Unexpected is the one that he does need to prove himself. All the potential is there. He just needs to to put it together and show us. And look, it's another race. I think there's there, there's good value in. I'm a big fan of the favourite, but I do want to take him on. And you know, Andy sit the nail on the head. Frank at the Port's a great one winner, and and all the value is there with him. You know, you're unsure, like that. That's where your money has to go because he has proven he can do it where the rest of them are still trying to prove themselves. Franco de Paul on the head for deck, each way for Andrew. Uh, yeah. Stephen, yourself, yeah, I do fancy the favorite. Like, 
but the way boys have said it is a great point that the race could really, really be set up for his style of running, Franco. Definitely think he'll be in the frame because there's just too many headless chickens in a race. He's <laughs> crazed lunatics actually back this weekend. And he's, his style of running is, you know, it's going to be suited to the race. Mm. Yeah, there's quite a few lunatics out this weekend, actually. I've noticed that Cogri's back this weekend over at Sandown. Um, they retired and now back Cogri. Maybe we'll touch on that a little bit later. Uh, but let's go on to next uh, next race on the Dublin Racing Festival, which is the Irish Champion Hurdle, the Grade 1. And we see the superstar Mer here, Honeysuckle at the top of the market, 11-8. to 8. Declan, let's go to you first, because you think that actually she could be beat? Yeah, yeah. I, look. I spelled the name wrong, actually. I've put Abracadabrad. <laughs> Obviously, it's Abracadabra. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, I made a comment earlier today, and um, you know, I, I said she's not fast enough to win a champion hurdle, and I've always thought that. And I was told, you know, well, she's nine from nine, but you know, would you back her in the king stand because she's nine from nine? You're like, you know, I just don't think she's fast enough. I don't think she's a two miler, and she was nearly done for pace at the end. Like she, she's, I'd have loved to see her go chasing when when she won the Hatton's Grace last year last not last year last season i was thinking jesus this this is a gold cup horse i think she'd stay i think i'd love to see her over a fence and i think she's vulnerable there's some fast horses in this race um and i think she could be vulnerable i think she'd be very vulnerable in the champion portal because again they will be going a little bit faster again and i just don't think look there's a reason i, I does it there's another reason other than the mares hurdle that Cravega never ran in the champion hurdle is because she wasn't fast enough you know and everyone's screaming you know run her in the champion hurdle she'd win a champion hurdle she wouldn't have she wasn't fast enough I got it wrong with any power I thought she wasn't fast enough but you know she, she was exceptional but I don't know any power or honeysuckle honeysuckle oh say that right now maybe in time maybe in time honeysuckle but right now annie power was a champion holder winner and, and honeysuckle still has to prove it and i don't think she's looked as good this season she just barely got home in in the hatton's grace you know i don't know i wouldn't i think she'd have been a different horse over the fence and if she runs in if she runs in the champion hurdle, i'll definitely be taking her on now, I, I, don't, I don't have a strong opinion on who will win this race, and it was really a toss-up between Sharjah and Abacadabras, and I think they're very, very similar, and they will need everything to fall right. I'm a little bit concerned about the ground for Abacadabras. Sharjah as well. Like We're told he likes good ground, but he has run good races on soft ground, but he'll need everything to fall right. He does have Patrick on board, and you know, I know your dad will love this, Andy, but you know, he... he he does get it. Am I still on? Am I yeah, you still He does get a great tune out of um out of charge, but he needs to come with a run and usually he needs the ground good. And really I think if I, I'm willing to forgive Abacadabras to run at Christmas because he did scope dirty. And if he is back to himself, and look, I know I've made comments about he, he barely gets two miles, 
But if he's delivered right, I think he could win this race. He will have to be delivered, you know, really, really well because I think fences would have been the making of him. I think he, he would have won the article if, you know, assuming he can jump a fence. Looking at the rest, I suppose, Petit Mouchoir is, is, is such an honest horse. He's been around forever. And I, I think he could fill a place. Um, he's a very admirable horse, but you know, you, you'd be disappointed in this field if he won the race. Uh, Salier, I don't know about Salier, he could be a surprise. Um, he needs to come on a lot for from Christmas, but he hadn't run since the Margiana the season before. And I just think Sam Waugh, it's like does excuses every time he runs. Like, I mean, what's the excuse going to be on Saturday? He, he looks short of top class for me. You know what? What has he ever done to be getting these prices in Grade Ones? He's never proved himself, and we just keep getting these excuses time and time again. And do you know what? I hope he keeps turning up at these short prices because it makes it just gives you more value, and you just keep taking them on. But I'm not confident. I'm just siding with Abacadabras because I have to put up a selection. But I think it will be a cracker. I I, I want to take Honey Suckle on, and it's a really a toss of the coin between Sharjah and. Thanks for that, Declan. Um, Steve, Andy, honeysuckle for yourselves, boys. Let's start with you, Steve. Tell us why. I just think she's the best horse in the race. And I think she could be a real champion hurdle type as well. I know Dex says she jumps big. She does. I think if you look through all her races, I don't think she's ever really had a real breakneck strong pace to run at. She's always, she travels so well. The races where she has had a quick pace, she's found herself in front like two, three out, like some of the mare's races. Even like last year, she found she got to split up the rail uh, when Belly Dadu went wide. The same on the on her opening run this year, she was in front a long way out and she was entitled to get tired and get, get run down nearly by the stairs. Uh, can you imagine if Pete Mouchoir wasn't in this race? What, what sort of pace would we have? It'd be crawling, wouldn't they? For two miles, it's just every single horse needs a, needs a strong pace with like over over exaggerated hold up tactics, really. Uh, and the will make it probably, won't he? But team is wild, yeah. We could be in trouble, couldn't we? But um, Sharjah, I think, like Deck just said, the ground they've always said that he wants good ground, he has run well on with softish. Uh, I think it is only soft at the moment with heavy, you'd be concerned, Saint Roy. Uh, Sam Ra, however you want to call it. Um, it didn't seem to be any excuses last time. It was fourth. I didn't see anything go particularly wrong. The same with Abracadabras. I, I just, I get the feeling Abracadabras is, I still think he could run a big race at Cheltenham. I just, he needs that end-to-end -end gallop, uh, long gallop in track, use that cruising speed. Like Dex says, he probably won't get up the hill and will find one or two too strong, but I still think at 21, he's a massive price for the champion. But I think Honeysuckle, for, it, for me, if she can get a nice toe in toe for long enough and not be, if she's in front, two, three, eight, it wouldn't shock you if something swallowed her up late on the running. But I'm hoping she wins and um, I'd like to see her go for the biggie as well, Chris. Yeah. Instead of the Mers route. Well, yeah, why not, you know? May as well take it on. She, she's done the best to take them on. Any power should have won four champion hurdles, but... <laughs> Yeah, we're still thinking Sorry, Dick. But you're beating Hurricane Floyd. Hurricane Floyd didn't like Shelton, did it? But, um... oh, he hated it and still won two. 
Yeah, I'll cross it like it all season, aren't they? Anyway. <laughs> Go on, uh, Andrew, tell us about Honeysuckle. Yeah, look, the reason I love this mare so much, even especially in, in grade ones, she only ever does enough. Um, last year, she jumped the final hurdle in front and she was waving to the crowd until Petty Mouchoir came up on her outside again and she just went again. And then ask yourself, in, in the mare's hurdle, albeit over two and a half miles, the, you know, okay, so she did. it opened up like the Red Sea on the inside, but ask yourself how many horses would have had the ability to take that gap as quick as she did and, and go and win the race. You know, like not a lot of like, it's not like Paul Tennant could have maybe closed the door or not Paul Tennant. Sorry. Was it Paul Tennant on the road? Stormy Power, Wasn't it on Stormy Orland? It was Robbie Power. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's Robbie Power. Now look, how many horses would have been able to, you know, take that gap as quick as Honeysuckle did. She was true it in three or four strides. Uh, now that tells me that she had, a heap left in the tank and if she had to go on the outside she probably still would have pissed all over benny the jew anyway and the fact that she jumped over the last she jumped the last hurdle in front again similar waving to the crowd benny the jew got to regret she didn't get by that's going to happen in the champion hurdle on or the irish champion hurdle on saturday in my opinion and if if they go to cheltenham and go for the champion hurdle i think it'll happen there as well and she'll have a, a pace to aim at in in England, she mightn't have it here in Ireland, but she'll have a pace to aim at in England, and I think we could see an absolutely breathtaking performance. Yeah, I agree. So now look at what Declan said as well about chasing. If this mare went chasing, like you would get Envoy Allen buzz off her. I'd say like she would be amazing. And if you want to do two miles, you want to do two and a half miles, you want to do three miles. Like this mare can do it all, in my opinion. She she what she's shown us at the minute. To kind of suggest to me that she has the whole equine world really at her feet. If they want to stick or keep her over hurdles, you know, win a champion hurdle, she'll you know, enter in the stairs hurdle for the crack. Who cares? You know, the, the thing about Quavega, she won a mare's hurdle, but she went three miles of Punchestown. So it's it's as if connections made have known that she wouldn't be a, a two miler. Like the chances of us saying honeysuckle in a three mile or punches down or the stairs hurdle are, are slim to none. Chances of her seeing her in a champion hurdle or an Arkle or a Queen Mother are far higher than ever seeing her over three miles. Touch wood, maybe we see her in a gold cup. But I think this is by far the classiest horse in the field. She may not even need the seven pounds, she gets it anyway. Um as for Abba Cadabras, he was edged out by Shishkin, probably a little unlucky because like Honeysuckle, he was essentially waving to the crowd at Cheltenham as well and he, he got he got done late. And if if those two are, are button heads at the at the final hurdle at Leopardstown, it could be a bit of crack because maybe neither of them will want to win. They'll just probably reduce it to a walk at, at the at the uh, at the line. Oh. But, um, so look um Look, the way I see it though, Honeysuckle, I've I've given her enough praise here. I, I think she's she's one of the best in training. Um her record speaks that. And until until I see a horse get the better of her, that's the way I'm gonna think because I don't think it's her ability it's her ability that's that's making her just kind of drag home in this. I think it's the fact that she just needs a bit of company. Um I think that the the sky's the absolute limit for her, and I think she'll win this and win this well. Excellent. Thanks very much, guys. Lots of good cases made there. Now, I know I've sprung this next race on you at the last minute, guys. 
do want to cover it because I do love a good bumper myself. Um, so let's go to the bumper. Uh, it's, a, it's a very classy race, isn't it? Just looking at it on paper, it just gives you, well, it gives you that feel of a really, really nice quality race here, doesn't it? Um, Kilcruitt's here at the favourite, uh, seven to four, Chemical Energy, who's been very impressive in his first two starts. Of uh, Gordon Elliott is at set at five to two. Ramirez at five, Noble Yates, six to one. Let's be clear about it. You look like a world beater in the first two starts and then was put in his place last time. Declan, we're going to start with you with the Willie Mullins and top, uh, Hamilton uh, ridden. What do you want? Yeah, look, I just think he was very green on debut. I just, it, it, he's going to come on tons. Um, he beat that expensive part of Gordon Elliott, <laughs> the one that the Morans bought. Gindo, uh, 20 to 1, great value, great value. I don't know loads about the favourite. Uh, I do like Chemical Energy. Um, the, the, he beat on Eagle's wings at Down Royal. And I beat at Galway, I think, before that, beat the horse of Tom Taft's um, Champagne Social. A good form. Um, I do think he's a good horse, but he's second favourite. The other one I like is, is um, let's be clear about it. You know, we just don't know how good that second to Sir Gerhard was. And Angler's, Angler's Crag was nine lengths behind in toward. And Angler's Crag is a horse I really, really like. Um, he beat Fabrique on France in a point to point who won recently for Ollie Murphy. But I just think there's great value there about um, what you want. Look, I don't, I would. I don't bet much in, in bumpers, but I do think it's if you're at the race course, it's probably the most important race you can watch going forward. And you know, is that all saying like we leave before the bumper to beat the traffic? Like, no, stay stay for the bumper, you know. You'll pay for the petrol in future if you stay for the bumper. Um, you will see things if you're at the race course in a bumper that you won't see at home. And you know it might stick in your mind for years to come, and, and you can find winners for a long, long time out of them. You know they, they've been running this country forever, um, and they're they're a very important part of horse racing. I don't think there should be Grade One bumpers, you know, because it is jump racing, and and they're learning how to race here. And I just think, you know, a Grade One for a jump horse in a flat race is, is absolute nonsense. But they do serve a purpose. And uh, you know they're great for the amateur jockeys over here, and look, they're very, very important. And and um, you should always watch them and and take notes of a bumper more than any other race. But yeah, it will be. Um, what do you want? It? What do you want from me? Shame we don't see Sagerhard in this one. He was entered, but no, he's not taking his entry on. Jerry Columbia, not in this one either. They're both the two shorter price ones for the Cheltenham bumper. Uh, Kilcruitt, though, is the favourite for um, on the day, and he's eight to one for the Cheltenham bumper. I, I know that Patrick really, really likes Kilcruitt. Um, looked a very impressive horse last time, but I think he still has a way, bit way to go with Sir Gerhard and how close, let's be clear about it, was to that. Say there should be a bit of a shorter price for, for that horse, and that brings us on to you, Andrew. Tell us about. Let's be clear about it. You like that one? Yeah, the, the reason I, I do like him, like, he, you know, he was only giving three pounds to Sir Gerhard and, Sir, like, Sir Gerhard could have beaten him on levels that day. That that goes without saying. But there is something about Sir Gerhard. He, 
he just looks a kind of freakish and I was really, really hoping that they would just go hurdling with him straight after that because he's a six-year-old now. Um, now, obviously, he'd be a six-year-old when he reappears over hurdles next year, but he's, he's like there's there's some star quality about Sir Gerhard. I think he's um, I'd I'd probably describe him as the exception to the rule, really. Um, and and let's be clear about it was ultra impressive in in beating Anna Skillen. Um the time before that now i know the four may have taken a slight knock i think enniskillen might have had an issue on his next start but you know let's be clear about it, just shrugged him off without any effort whatsoever and if sir gerhard is as good as i think he is um i don't think let's be clear about it would be out of place in this field i think he i think sir gerhard would have absolutely bolted up here and you know we've chemical energy his form is a little bit open to question. The form has been knocked a little bit. Um, you know, he, like he, he probably is the rightful favourite because he has looked visually impressive or a rightful second favourite, Kilcourt's, uh, Kilcourt's favourite. Um, actually, sorry, the way I meant to phrase that was chemical injury probably should be favourite. Kilcourt maybe is there on reputation. He was impressive now, don't get me wrong. Um Ramillies again, I think he was a Leopardstown bumper winner over um at Christmas. He won doing handstands as well. He he was a much improved horse. Um he had his issues and he's back for bumpers this year around. He looks like a completely different horse. Um you know, and the strength and depth of this bumper, like the, the banger dial is no mug whatsoever. Um he's had a lot of smart placed efforts behind the likes of Sir Gerhard. Um and and hollow games you know and, and he's he's also won a he's also won a um he's also won a bumper himself and and last year he was actually beaten by bally adam you know he's a, a proper good horse um and then dex fancy what you want um as he said he beat ginto who the morans probably got shafted for 400 grand but look we'll leave that there um you know but for me let's be clear about it he is get he is slight penalty because probably i think maybe it's two wins I, I don't know the conditions of the race he is carrying 12 stone two again um but if sir gerhard is as good as i think he is let's be clear about it really shouldn't be far away here Um, i don't think they will go to the cheltenham bumper with him and um, they'll probably stick around in ireland um but you know he he is without a doubt very very smart and i'm really looking forward to seeing him take a hurdle and i think he'll go quite close here do you think Sir Gerhard right now, Andrew, is the worthy, obviously, favourite for the champion bumper? Uh, yeah, no, that goes without saying. Um, and the, the reason I haven't been kind of singing from the fences about him for the likes of the champion bumper is more so for the fact I just don't like that race. It can be unpredictable. It can leave its mark on a young horse. Um, I, I don't really like giving any rep whatsoever. Um, and look, if I had it my way, I wouldn't even like Sir Gerhard in the race, even as good as I think he is. I'd rather see him just over. Like there, for me, like obviously, I'm not going to question Gordon Elliott or anybody like that. But I, the horse has plenty of experience now. After let's be clear about it, it was still the other side of Christmas. It was 2020. Just go hurdling, you know. Um, you know, just go hurdling. Um, especially this year, this year's novice hurdlers probably don't look that great. Um, but look, if if I was having a bet in the champion bumper, which I'm not going to do, um, Sir Gerhard is the rightful favourite, and he he will probably win. Um, but look, it's a it's a bit of a lottery with those inexperienced horses, though. Yeah, Steve, uh, you like what do you want as well with Declan? Is that right? 
So yeah, it's just it's one of the midweek races, wasn't it? Um, just sort of watched it by off from work. I backed I backed Ginto. I backed it off the balls. This Elliot thing. Um, it was out of the question, and uh, this thing just cruised up alongside it. Uh, Travelled great all the way through the race. Um, he did tire and he idled a bit. It looks a bit, a little bit green, but he just done enough. Um, apart from that, Chris, I was sort of, sort of looking at Sagerhard all week. I backed Sagerhard for the champion for the for the actual the big race at Cheltenham as well, four, five to one. But I also backed this one at twenties. Now back to it at twelves. What do you want at Cheltenham? It's now out to about twenties, but um, I'd be interested to see how he goes. You know, because obviously the market doesn't really suggest it's got much chance. Obviously, with these races, you you normally look for your Cods, your Patricks, and your Derek O'Connors, and they all seem to get they've got their rides. And it's often it's not often they're beaten by a, sort of someone lesser from the yard, is it? You know, but, um, mm-hmm. I think the guys have covered it. I, I don't know a lot about a lot of the runners to be honest. With you. I've not seen a lot. Of them. I saw Noble Yates run last week. That was that was quite impressive. It seems to be a, been a few quid for it nines into around sixes, but um, I'll probably back what you want each way, and in in probably in a multiple, more of a watching brief, really. I won't be going big. Yeah, I saw deck space though when you said each way it dropped, didn't it, Declan? Yeah, chucking, <laughs> chucking, uh, chucking. Each way the one, and allow that, and it will allow that, you'll allow that. Right, thanks for covering that bumper, guys. Uh, right, that brings us to the end of Saturday. Um, right, we're going to move on to Sunday, guys. Sunday, right. Next race we're going to cover is the 140. It's the Spring Juvenile Hurdle. It's a grade one. And do you know what? We'll have to go to you, Andrew, because the other two lads don't really have an opinion on this because they don't like flat horses. Right, well, let's start with you, Andrew, when you're talking about Hado. Off you go. Yeah, this was a tentative selection, to say the least. And it's not because I don't like juvenile hurdlers. Um, I'm not racist in any way, shape or form. Uh, look, Frodo was a juvenile hurdler, Jack. How does, how does that make you feel? Come on. <laughs> you know, there's some. Frodo. Tiger Roll. Tiger Roll was a juvenile hurdler. Darkham was a national hunt juvenile hurdler, but you know, these flat rats, they just they just don't excite me. Here's the bar, the barman for Andy again. Uh, <laughs> he forgot the bottle opener. <laughs> uh, look, um, no, look, this is. Um, quite a tidy race look Zana here goes kind of without saying he is the best juvenile hurdler probably in Ireland and England um now I'd my the jury was out on him for me personally um I just don't really take any juvenile form into account that's prior in the year prior so like usually around Christmas time is my cutoff um and, and the reason for that is because usually the best ones don't come out until after the new year or at least the finale at, at Chepstow is kind of when they pop out. And like all week I was thinking to myself, oh, Quilixios, definitely the rightful favourite, so impressive. But when you think about it, he's won two October juvenile hurdles and a and a ju- juvenile hurdle last March in France. You know, he's actually technically not a novice uh, because of that that win in France. He's, uh, the, but the ju- triumph hurdle is for four-year-old hurdlers. It's not actually for novices. It's just for four-year-olds. And mm. um, so that's why he's allowed to run. But is that form trustworthy? Does that form warrant him to be, you know, under six to four? We're talking like 11 to eight, five to four here. It probably doesn't. Visually to the eye, it's impressive. But he's coming up against a whole new caliber of horses that have just kind of popped out around Christmas time to the new year. You know, your French Asile, 
Uh, he was really impressive, albeit off a sedate gallop, but he just yeah, looked so I thought impressive. he was very impressive, Andrew. Very yeah. impressive. Now, they did walk that day, and he is by French 15, who I think may have won a French Guineas or been placed in a French Guineas. You know, he's French 15 was a talented miler back in the day, and that's who French Asile Sawyer is. So the kind of slow gallop at, at Leopard Sound that day in the 27 probably would have really suited, and he's going to get a completely different test here. Yeah. Um, now, his jumping is going to come under a lot more sh um, strain here because with a bit of luck, touch wood, that they'll jump all the hurdles. So he'll have to jump two more hurdles for a start, and he's going to be jumping them at a much faster pace. So for that, that's enough for me to put him off in the context of this race. Um, Hume Dor is a horse I, I really, really like. I think he was really unlucky. It was a real novice error last time out. He was going to win that race. Um, he was really, really impressive at Gowran. And out of the horses at the top of the market, he's the one that I'd be with. I think the one 100 to 30 about Yumdor is a little bit of value. Now, the only problem is he may not show up because we are dealing with non, we're not dealing with declarations here at the minute. But he, I would have Yumdor over Quilixios and French Asile just in a, you know, I think, I don't think he'll make that mistake again that he made at the last, you know, at Ferry House. Um, and I think he was clearly the best horse in that race. But as for Hador, this is your uh, typical Willie Mullins juvenile that, um, you know, he, he's inheriting him from France. Um, he isn't, he was a French bumper winner. So, he, and he, he debuted him in a grade two. So he's doing what he did with the likes of Tiger Tap Tap and um, I think Bapom, uh, or maybe not Bapom, but there's a few horses that Willie Mullins would inherit and he just run them in graded races as a juvenile and if they win a graded race brilliant but if they don't well they're a novice for next year um, and it, it it does you know solve a, a solve an issue hador is kind of his horse for that this year um he showed plenty behind quilixios in that grade two in my opinion uh last time out especially for his first start over hurdles i think it was really really impressive that that he ran as well as he did he made some novice errors um, which can be expected, you know, in grade twos, you know, in a grade two for his very first run. Um, you can't expect him to be like Istabrak, you know, like especially against, you know, more experienced hurdlers. If he comes here and he's improved for that effort, there is a good chance that he could make his presence felt. He might be a bit vulnerable for win purposes. Um, again, I'd be putting him up as an each way play, surprise, surprise, but he is definitely one for the future. Um, I think the way I see it here, he's probably going to be the best horse in this race in a year's time is, is the way I see it. Um, and I think he's definitely, if you're not going to back him, he's the one to really like focus the binoculars in on because he, that run on um, Boxing Day or Stevens's Day was was full of so much potential. And if he, if he does run, he's a double figure price. Um, it's too big in my opinion. Anything at all from you, Declan, for this race, or is it one that you just simply want to pass over? Look, I suppose, again, it's one you should probably watch for going forward, but I don't have a massive opinion, and, you know, I like to watch bumpers, and they're two completely different horses, aren't they? Like, you have your flat rats, and you have your proper National Hunt bred horses. But I suppose French sale was quite impressive um, at Christmas, and I won't be having a bet in this race. I might, I might even watch it. But yeah, that that that's 
that's about as, as much as I'm going to say in it before they start attending. Anyway. That, that'll do for us then. Move <laughs> on. Steve, you want to add anything to this one? No, not really. I normally sort of now, now my colours are one by now for the trial, but just nothing's really excited me this year. I suppose in, in England you've got a few meetings abandoned. There's normally been, you normally get JP one with Henderson that comes out, but I think we've had a Daggio, we've had the, uh, the Moor Horse that's won by about 80 lengths at once to 16 a few times. Yeah. <laughs> it's been nothing, isn't it? It's really. I'm, I'm looking at judges who are in my French room. They really like French or seal, but I can't. I wouldn't be able to say that I've, I know enough about it, really. You know, it's just yeah. one race. I wouldn't. I'd be lying if I said I really fancied something. No worries, buddy. Right. So that is just hard off for Andrew. Each way, Andrew, going on the nose? Um, I look, look. No, 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 waiting, it's, it's, no it's on the nose, Chris. Of course. Uh, nice in an alternate, there, an alternate universe, it's on the nose. It's each way. Yeah, let's cheers to that. Cheers to that, everybody. There might, it could be, a, there could be a try. No, I said. Is that yeah? Right, next race we're going on to, guys. Next race is the Chanel Farmer Novice Hurdle, the Grade One. And at yeah. the top of the betting here, over two miles is appreciated at four to six. Odds on here with Bally Adam in second favourite at five to one. Blue Lord. Um, eight to one, Keskin Risk. Um, I think will improve. I think Andrew's dad also thought that will improve. We're going to come to the talking horse over the last few weeks that we've been talking about. First of all, and that is Master McShee. No novice, no novice entries at Cheltenham. Could he go there still, Andrew? Yeah. Look, I think yeah. I think the connection's just like money. Um, and that's that's the that's the reason behind it. They could run in the Supreme for fifty grand, or they could run in this for seventy five um, yeah. euros. So this um, will be no, his gold cup. Um, no, I think this horse would be a better chaser, to be brutally honest with you. But um, I think Declan, you you said it there. He they wanted to avoid Chel. What was the reason for avoiding Cheltenham? He had a few issues, was it? It was actually the English said it to me. They think he'd be a better chaser, and look. I've already said I admire what they do with Andy Dufresne. You know, there is more to racing than four days in March at the end of the day. And, you know, unless they sort out the prize money issue and the Brexit thing, there'll be more and more horses staying at home. So, look, they're keeping them at home. They think he'd be a better chaser. There's money to be mopped up here. They can go and win this race on Sunday and they can freshen them up for Punchestown where there's bound to be loads of money on offer. So, you know, why for it's going to cost them a lot of money to go. Just stay at home. You know, they, they could. There's probably a race at Fairy House for them as well. You know, so yeah. Sorry, can I interrupt a minute? Is that, is that confirmed? He's in going to show them more. Well, he's no entries. I, I'd so, say he's not in the novices. Is that he's not in the grade ones? I'd say if he proves he's not a grade one horse, he gets an entry an entry for the county. Yeah. But, if he if he wins this race, so so what would you travel for? Do you know what I mean? But yeah, it's not running like bets. That's not the end of the world. But yeah, well, it's a shame. Yeah, obviously Andy brought him to our attention, but I've been really impressed with him. You know? Andrew, tell us why he wins this race. Um, look, I didn't think at Cork, and I I made you guys well aware that I didn't think this was a fluke. Um, when he was only beaten two and a half lengths by Appreciate It, he was the only horse that day at Cork that wanted to 
that wanted to probably take on the favor appreciate it started eights on and he took appreciate it down to the last everybody thought maybe turning into the home straight appreciate it beyond the bridle paul town and be looking under his legs patting the horse down the neck this horse made appreciate 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 it work for it um and you know it was snug enough for appreciate it in the end but we're talking about a horse that's had what five or six starts prior to that in point to points and bumpers this was master mcshay's second run of his life and it, and he was putting it up to the champion bumper favorite from last year um now master mcshay has progressed by winning at cork in bloodless fashion beating subsequent winners and then making an absolute mockery of a leopard sound handicap beating cedar core who was well fancied and the my glass flyer who was one of the only runners um at leopard sound that joseph o'brien saddled that week that actually ran to his form the yard wasn't really up to much um you know, as as we kind of alluded to at the start with Kescon Risk there, and um, not really running his race at at, at um in the two mile grade one at Christmas. So we have a seven year old here that's only having his uh, fifth run of his life. He's won his last two. He's clearly going the right way. He looks like two miles is right up his street. Appreciate it. Probably wants to go up and trip. You know. He's 12 to 1 and appreciate it's what, uh, 15 to 8, I think, or no, he's 4 to 6. Jesus Christ. Like, six that is absolute madness. Like, even like you're going to get betting without markets here as well. And if, if you want to take the form at absolute literal value, appreciate it one that great one. Hey, betting without, are you? No, I'm just saying that if you want to do it, I won't be doing it. <laughs> but um, look, the way I see it is, Irrescribble er, uh, followed Appreciate a Home at Leopardstown over Christmas, was beaten by nine lengths. Master X Shea was beaten by two and a half lengths. Like, I know it's a maiden and it's a grade one, but look, if, if you want to take that absolute face value, that, that's the way it is, you know. And, you know, th this horse is on an upward curve. He's absolutely decimated yeah. the handicap field. Look, the fact that he hasn't gotten a Cheltenham entry is disappointing, but you, you can't blame connections. You know, the, it's a young horse. They're mining him. They think he's going to be a better chaser. There's more money to be made over here, and there's less stress to be put in the horse. Um, and, like, you, you do look through the field. I don't think wide receiver's going to run. Um, Ganapati, um, he's, he's run on Saturday. Um, yeah. A question here for you, lads, actually, before we go on to the others here. Do uh -huh. we give Bally Adam any chance, lads? Too bad to be true last day. Did the Codfather <laughs> not say he was one of the best he had ever sat on after he won at Dan Patrick Bumper, or was he just taking the pits? That's from Donald. Thanks, Daniel. Donald, want to yeah. answer that, boys? It's Donald Smith. Donald Smith. Mm. Come here. Look, there's a reason Jamie Codner on the podcast, you know, making statements. <laughs> Look, um, no, it, look, he, he does have a point. Like Bally Adams showed plenty of speed uh, when beating Caskmay, um at Fairy House, and he definitely didn't run to form at Leopardstown. And maybe you could make the argument that Gordon's horses, like, you know, we had Abercadabra scoping dirty as well. Um, a few of his horses in the maiden hurdles. I know wide receiver was a winner. Um, he had a lot of horses, though, that did not quite run to form. And um, like, even if you want to be technical about it presenting Percy didn't show up in the Lexus or the or the Savile's Chase. Um I'm just taking the horses off my head now. Now he did like Santa here did win. Uh this lad this lad's drunk already. <laughs> but look, 
We're back in percent and Percy to win races, are we? No, I'm just saying that he didn't run to form. I think he ran right to form. I think he improved. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, um, Ballyadam would would be interesting if returning to form, but he's five to one, and even if he does return to form, you know he's beaten sixteen lengths. But I appreciate it. Is does does the form of the of the Royal Bond warrant that much of an improvement in form? Now, if he scoped dirty, quite possibly. Um, Nothing came to light um, As far as I'm concerned I'm just making absolutely sure It just said lost two places towards finish There was no inquiry into his run or anything like that Now, you know, like he hasn't ran to form um, So so maybe something was amiss But nothing was officially, you know, labelled to be missing And for me, the two-mile novice hurdle division in in Ireland um, This is the worst it's been in years, in my opinion um, nothing has really came to light. Like obviously, we've been absolutely spoiled. We've had Vator, we've had Duvan, um, Min, um, you know, even even like LeBake was awesome when when he felt like it. Um, you know, so this could be. We, he could be. It could be LeBake. If anything is going to be LeBake, though, it's it's probably. Um, yeah, it, it's it's probably it's probably not going to be Bally Adam. I think he's just he's only ran badly badly once. Yeah. Um, Keskon Risk, obviously, he might improve. Iris, like, I, I feel like that. I feel like appreciate it is kind of probably beating handicappers here. Um, last time out, and I'm not saying that Master McShee is better than a handicapper. All he's done is won a handicap technically, but he has the potential to be as good and if not better than appreciate it over two miles and if you're getting 12 to 1 if it's such an inexperienced horse um, I think you have to take it every day of the week yeah you share those sentiments don't you Declan yeah look I think if Fernie Hollow was fit appreciate it runs in the fourth race on Saturday and Willie has more or less said he was our Ballymore horse until the Fernie Hollow got injured and I, I think that says it all Take on the horse who's running in the wrong race. You know, Andy's saying he's odds on now. Yeah, he is, yeah. Master McShee is going to improve more, you know, from his first run for two miles than appreciate who's crying out for 24 longs. I'm not saying he's crying out for 24 longs, but if his trainer thinks he should be going over 24 longs, and this is the thing about Cheltenham and Prestige, he is only running here because... They want to try to win the supreme novice and they're putting prestige over sense you know they're, they're not using common sense this horse is you know they, they think he wants to and, and and he's running over 16. like i i just he's there to be shot at he's there now look we he could go and win this race and he go win the supreme and i'll have egg on my face he you know he could well go and prove us wrong but if his trainer doesn't think he should be running this race, why would you be backing him? Or if, if he doesn't think he should be running the Supreme, why would you be backing him to win this race? Uh, to, to touch on, on Bally Adam, he's got to be better than he ran the last day. He definitely ran below par. Uh, he did win the Royal Bond. I'm not a massive fan of the Royal Bond. It's very early in the season. And, you know, the winners don't always do a lot. I know you can throw you can throw the likes of Hurricane Floyd and Nichols Canyon and there's there's a couple more you can throw at me, but the, a lot of the winners 
don't do a lot. And the race was in danger of losing grade one status um, four or five years ago. So, you know, that tells you all you need to know about the race. They show a bit of to keep the grade one status. Uh, Irascible is a horse I'm, I'm very interested in. He was hampered coming around that omitted hurdle. He's doing that around me, lads. So he's... <laughs> Cheers, Donald. <laughs> um, Irascible was hampered coming around the last hurdle by Bally Adam at Christmas. And I, he's definitely one to consider here, but I think he'd be a better horse up and trip. He was off the bridle, but he was staying on and he did get hampered. He was still second. He's very inexperienced and, and he's the one to really take out of that race now. You know, it, it's back to if this race was the, the two mile two like it used to be, it would be so exciting because appreciate it would be more finding out, you know, how far can Master McShee go, you know, might be sitting irascible, and um, might be sitting Bally Adam. It would definitely suit Castmate. I, I think Castmate is a fine horse, and he was beaten, you know, he, he's two lengths to find with Bally Adam from that Royal Bond. A what a trainer performance by Naomi, but Naomi, by the way, he was off for a long, long time. He came back, he's won two. I think he beat Duke Cup very easily in one of those races. And then he went to the Royal Bond and he was second. Fantastic training performance. But, you know, Master McShee, if he was trained by Willie Mullins or Gordon Elliott, he would definitely be on the boat and he'd probably be favourite for this race. You yeah. know, but as I said already, there is more to to racing them four days in March. And there's, there's lots of grade ones. A grade one is a grade one at the end of the day. And look, I, I know the Irish have a lot to do with, you know, with, with Cheltenham. And, you know, we've traveled. It's, it's, it is that bit of rivalry that makes the festival what it is. But it, it's always been the, the racing dynasties who've gone. The Mullinses are gone for a long, long time. You know, the, the Drapers are gone. You, you, you have like the, the dynasties are gone but there's nothing wrong with small trainer keeping a horse at home you know and the sensible option i already touched on on andy the friend staying at home sometimes they don't need to travel Andy mentioned the bumper if i owned a horse he'd never go to the cheltenham bumper i don't believe in grade one bumpers but that race is is, is awful on young horses and the albert bartlett is another race that that you run in for the sake of it and it destroys young horses. They're not able for that pace because everyone's gone a yard quicker than they need to be gone. And it just, it leaves that mark on horses. And the way things are at the moment, you know, it's no secret that the prize money in British racing is abysmal. You know, the Lanzarote was, was less money this year than it was in 1995 or something like that. You know, that's and true. that's... <laughs> 1995. <laughs> 1995, like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Were you born, Andy? What? No. I was just, I was actually writing down the answer. No. Were you born in 1995, Andy? I was born, as you said, I'm a board. <laughs> uh, no. It's, actually, <laughs> speaks. It, it's, a problem, it's a problem that needs to be sorted. If, if, if we can put up like we're poor in this country. This used to be a third world country. We could put up more money, you know. I know we've a few quid now. But we're in a global pandemic as well. And we can put up more money for races than you boys can with the Great British Empire, you know. How long are you going to run these races on prestige? Because we'll just get a you know, 
Yeah, those boys running on prestige. We're over here making money. <laughs> and you won't even travel over for a bit. Is there any... When's the British entries for the weekend now? Are we going to have to do another podcast for the British entries? Yeah, I think we'll have to, <laughs> won't we, when, they, when they're out on Sunday? Yeah, <laughs> get supplemented in the morning, do they? Yeah, yeah. I think that's what it is now. They wait so, and see who's I, not turning up for them to turn up. <laughs> I, I'm going off on one a bit, but I do think Master she is... And I know, like, these are probably Andy's words. He's definitely said it. The, the best novice in the country. Yeah. I think yeah, there's more improvement there of Master McShee for two miles. Don't get me wrong. Appreciate is a fantastic horse. And people said, I look at that horse, Jason, appreciate at home. He's at the blown his handicap mark. No, he's just a proper horse. Yeah. <laughs> he's at Leopardstown, you know, and he, he's exciting himself and our friend Ronan's horse, the real deal. Two exciting horses going over. <laughs> Ronan. Two exciting going Top over. man, Ronan. Top man. Um, I, I'm excited for you. What about the question on screen there, Deck? Harassable, the forgotten horse from Simon Norton. Yeah, definitely. Look, he, he was hampered coming around that hurdle. Now, he was off the bit a good bit out, but he stayed on and he did quicken past him. And the, the step up and trip, that's what I'm saying. If this race was the race it was, four years ago, five years ago, when it was a two mile two, this would be really, really exciting because I, I don't think we will. I think we're not, we, we know Master McShee is going to win this race, you know, but if it was two mile two, I think we'd be, I don't know, I don't know, appreciate it's coming into it. You know, it, it used to be a great race. You had the likes of, you, you had your two milers taken on, your, your Supreme Horses taken on your, what's the Ballymore now? And it was it, it threw up a lot of great clashes. And we'll move on to you know when we move on to the flow gas, which used to be the PJ Moriarty, that throws up great clashes as well. It was a fantastic meeting when it was one day. Don't get me wrong, it's it's the premier festival now, and Cheltenham's basically a consolation prize. I think Ooh. we. Can have really- <laughs> oh, right to the heart. <laughs> no, it's look, it is it, it, it's becoming a, a serious festival and oh. you know we all love Cheltenham and the, the money issue needs to be sorted out because you know lads the empire is dead and there's only so long you can go on prestige so sort it out so we can just continue <laughs> the way we love it but well, massive, the, talk, the, talk today of the, the talk today deck is that the bank of england's going to negative numbers now so we might be yeah. getting paid back on our mortgages won't we stay <laughs> it, it, it's it's just oh, it, it's just figures on the screen isn't it yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, right, uh, Steve, just before we get to some more questions here, do you want to tell us about Appreciate It? That's your fancy. I was just going to ask what Declan's brabbled on so long, I've sort of forgot what I... <laughs> yeah, forgot what day it is. Uh, I think so, be, be awesome the first of the minute. I sort of stuck up. I know Dex, because it's so much depth, you do listen and you do sort of take it on board, but uh, it was visually so impressive at Christmas. It's one by like nine or ten lengths. Um, I'm I'm gonna back Master McShee. I, I can't be. Oh, 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 oh. No, 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 just it's Andy's all silly, you know. Yeah, we stick 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 by our boys, don't we? But um, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to change this while you're talking. No, no, I just think <laughs> he's, he's he's not eight or eleven on the hype. He's eight or eleven for a reason, isn't he? He's, he's been absolutely. He's looked good, just whether he likes the trip or not. But wait, but, I've I've put up stay who you've put who you're back in. Look. <laughs> 
each way bottle job. You're on, on each way bottle job. He's doing appreciate it each way. Barry Adam, like it's five to one. He just it, it wouldn't be a shock would it, if he just suddenly turned mm. unexpected to do last time. But there's a couple. There's plenty in this race. Someone, someone just like one of our uh, viewers just asked a question about Irisipal. Um, he's definitely not gone under the radar. As he was, I think Paul Kelly stuck him up at thirty threes for the Supreme yesterday as well. And he's been back. He's, I said to the lad Jesse, he's been well backed. I didn't realise that he'd been stuck up until today, but. Um, uh, blue blue lauder behind Bob Bob Ollinger last time. That's two and a half two and a half miles. I think the step back to two mile will suit that as well. That showed a lot of like he pulled hard. Um, he travelled well. Um, to drop back four four furlongs will probably get could be a good thing for him. Uh, sorry, boss, I just lost myself there. Um, I wouldn't, be, I wouldn't be surprised if that run a big race. He's only had two runs, isn't he? Uh, one race in yeah. front. Um, Willie could get some improvement out of that. Like I say, pulled so hard last time. He's still, he's still only beaten six lengths by Bob Ollinger. That's just pretty strong form. But um, yeah. I'm, I'm definitely going to back Master McShee because like, we've, we've been following him a long while now, haven't we? But, um, yeah, I think you have to do it on talking value now, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> Another question here from Hannah Dempsey. Um, is this uh, your girlfriend? It's herself, yeah. Ah, this is interesting. If Bob Ollinger came back to two miles, would he win the race or at least beat appreciated over two miles? She sat downstairs with your dad. Is this your dad's <laughs> question? It might be. It might be. Um, no, you see, the old lad, he's um, I've um, I've kind of put the fear into him there that it that the horse might actually end up back over two miles because you can make the argument that Bob Ollinger. Would have an easier time winning the Supreme than he would beating Brave Man's Game at the Ballymore. Like, like I know he hasn't won over two miles. Well, he has in a maiden hurdle, beating nothing. But that form where him and Fernie Hollow had their own personal race at Gowran Park was, you know, you could even argue that that could well be the best two mile form, or at least in the top three or four piece, or best piece of two mile form in Ireland and England at the minute. Um, like you know, because on what Bob Ollinger has done going up in trip, but he clearly wasn't slow because he took appreciated around for such a long period of time. You know, it's the chances of him coming back to two miles and and winning this race, I'd say, would be. I'd say he'd have a better chance of winning this than he would having to win in the first race on Saturday, or possibly even the Ballymore. I think he probably will win the Ballymore, but I think the I think it. Beating Brave Man's game would be a tougher issue than beating um than beating whatever he would have to beat in the Supreme or anything here for that matter. Um I think maybe outside of Master McShee and and to be honest, appreciate it as well. Uh Bob Ollinger wouldn't be wouldn't be far away at all in this field. Yeah. Uh Evan O'Carroll again's message in to say he'd love to see Master McShee win and give a small yard, another big victory. I'm sure that we all would. Uh now that Steve's changed his mind, we are all on that. Von deck. I said, Evans, the, you know, I think he's chairman of the restricted trainers. <laughs> <laughs> and he, you know, in fairness, Evan, and Evan, Evan does, um, he's a great lad, very knowledgeable, and he, he's always shared in the restricted trainers' wins, and, you know, Ronan's a restricted trainer for the moment, and Evan might be a bigger fan than us. 
<laughs> well, that brings us to the end of talking about that race, guys. Um, what's interesting is that in the next race, and just before we go to the floor gas, uh, the next race on the car will be the William Fry Handicap Hurdle. And here we see uh, Ronan's horse here. The Jam Man's running. Uh, can't wait to see the Jam Man back on track. He's 12 to 1 here and he goes to finish second in the race last year and hopefully he can go one better this year in that handicap hurdle. I think he has got a good chance looking at that field. You know, just on, on quick glance, he's got to have a solid chance there. Really does. I'd hope that he would be well tuned up for that. Um, so fingers crossed and good luck with that, Ronan. Um, we're going to move on to the floor gas now. Here we go. The floor gas. Andy, you've gone for latest exhibition here. Why are you going against Monkfish, mate? Because of the drop and trip. Um, look, I, I've said it to you lads privately before, and it might be a, it mightn't be a popular opinion, but maybe at the top level, uh, grade one level, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Latest exhibition sees out to three miles, at least as well as monkfish. Um, we've seen it in the, we've seen it in the Albert Bartley. He hit the front after the last, and and just got outstayed in the last. 50 yards 100 yards he in my, i'm almost certain um now the camera angle might have been a bit deceiving but he appeared to head monkfish just before the last fence and then monkfish obviously out jumped him and outstayed him up the straight but it was still a fantastic effort and there's only a mistake between them in my opinion it in this particular heat and um, if we're coming back to two miles five that could just be right up latest exhibition street and i think if it wasn't for envoy allen we might have seen latest exhibition in the marsh um and and if he runs in a late if he runs in the national hunt chase i, I i'm pretty sure i'll be smashing laptops or, or smashing you know i for a starter it's not it's just it's a ridiculous race and Look, I I just don't think he wants an extreme trip. I I I think people might be deceived to the fact that he he's he won a two and a half mile bumper as a young horse. That doesn't mean he get three miles in a few years time. Um, now this is probably the best novice race of the whole weekend, chase or hurdle. Um, monkfish versus latest exhibition in its own right is a absolutely phenomenal heat. Uh, monkfish appears to have his number, but coming back in trip, I think it'd be a much fairer fight. Um. Andy Dufresne is going to be thrown in most likely. Um, Yanadil, really, really consistent, um, trip versatile, honest horse. Um, he'd definitely need to jump a little bit better than he did at Limerick, though. His jumping was just a little bit scratchy, and it probably cost him because he, he was traveling sweetly around the home turn after making a few errors, and I think they just took it out of him in the last, um, in the last uh, maybe two furlongs. Um I don't really see it and getting into this. Asterian for Lange, like he, he could end up in Fox Rock Village if he's not careful down the back straight, if he keeps jumping to the right. Yeah, um, yeah so um assemble he like he fell like um he fell at the last when when held uh Col Ravy and, and Pencilful Alleged kind of just broke his heart a bit, so he shouldn't be good enough. Um conflated, I think, was behind Envoy Allen. Uh, and no, he wasn't. That's a total lie. He he won a, a beginner's chase at Navin and was well beaten by Monkfish and latest exhibition. Uh, there was someone counting that day, 61 lengths Monkfish beaten by. Uh, so uh, that shows really you. That. <laughs> that's, that's very accurate. Very accurate. Was, uh, the guy who's doing that needs to have a look at Tagarango's form. 
As good as I think Yanadil is, and I think there's plenty more to come from him, possibly more so than any horse in the race, just because you know there, there is a lot of potential there in relation to today. This is definitely exclusively Monkfish versus latest exhibition, but you know, it's four to six versus eleven to four, and there's only one slight mistake in it, in my opinion, on two runs. Um and once the ground isn't too testing, which it shouldn't be, because Leopard Sound drains really, really well. Uh, like I'm just taking the odds here. It's eleven to four versus four to six, and I think latest exhibition gets the better of monkfish more times than people might think. Um and, and for that I'd be I'd be happy to take on monkfish with latest exhibition here. Thanks very much for that, Andrew. Let's go to Stephen now. Andy, did you frame for yourself? Yeah, it, it is more more of a value sort of selection, Chris. Me, I, I sort of fell in love with him when he won his bumper, uh, and I continue to back him for the Cheltenham bumper. They they made a decision not to run him out here. They wrapped him in cotton wool, um, and pretty much the time the following season, as soon as the season started, I started chipping away for him for the Ballymore and again um, they've decided to look after him for this year yeah he he was beaten by late's exhibition was he in a, in a two and a half miler um, I was quite disappointed at the time I think Andy was keen on the winner that day really was or he's, I know his dad was quite keen on him but he was beat odds on I thought maybe the bubble was burst it was just a bit of a high boss but they've sort of wrapped him up in cotton wool he's come out again this year but he's won two little races Nothing out of the ordinary. I wouldn't say like explosive or anything too exciting, but he's done the job well. And I'm just wondering whether they, I'm just wondering whether we haven't seen the best of him, you know. But um, a steering cup for Longe, what's he going to do? Is he going to lead again? Or it's, it's a scary where what, what could happen in this race? Like Andy the front will be held up. I'm sure Monkfish will be held up. It's this horse on the front end could it could be absolute carnage, couldn't it? But um, like I say, it's more of a more of a value scope for me. I think twelve to one. I definitely see him being in the first three. Do I think he'll beat Monkfish? Probably not with my heart, but um, I don't think Lakes Exhibition will beat Monkfish either, Chris. To be honest with you, I think I just yeah. it's, everything he does, he just does enough. He he does it well. He, he just looks like a solid, solid horse. Yeah, the RS RSI is just tailor made for it. Mm, yeah. Certainly is. Declan, you going for the improver Janadil? Yes, yes. Look, just to start on Monkfish, I, I love Monkfish. I, and, and that Albert Bartlett was probably the best Albert Bartlett ever. Like, it's it, it's often not a good race, but that was a really, really good one. And um, there was a lot of, you know, they, they sort of turned that race on its head. I always say I, I like don't don't back a classy horse in that race, uh, back sort of a plotter. But they they were all good horses, and they you know what was the four of them: Time Hill, Monkfish, Fury Road, and Let His Exhibition all going to the line together. That was really really good. I'm a big big fan of Monkfish, but I'm a little bit concerned about him coming back in trip, and I'm also concerned about and I don't know whether it's going to suit like he, he's going to run in the RSA all that turning it is a speedier track I'm a little bit concerned um, 
I don't get me wrong, I think he's a future Gold Cup horse. I just don't know whether he's an RSA horse. You know, he, he'd probably win the three mile sixer because he'd be better than them all, but you know, it's, it's not it's it's not a race for grade one horses, is it? I do think he's a grade one horse. He has proven he's a grade one novice chaser anyway. He's proven he's a grade one novice hurdler. He needs to go on and prove next season that he's he's a gold cup horse. And I, I think he is. His I thought he, he hasn't been beaten since his maiden hurdle uh, the first maiden hurdle he ran in, and that was actually um 24 longs and that's the shortest he's ever gone so you know i i'm i want to take him on here and he's i'm not going to fall out all over him and i think he is a future gold cup winner but yeah in this race i, I definitely want to take him on there's not much between him and latest exhibition i think what, what did you say andy there's only a mistake between them like yeah there, there is what i think half a length between them and the albert bartlett and then a length between them or something like that in the um in the race at christmas so you know if if monkfish makes a mistake or if latest exhibition makes a mistake that's well there do yeah no, there's three lengths between them at, at at um last time out but i think brian cooper kind of stopped riding but like yeah. you know that's still in my opinion a, a mistake um and then coming back and trip i think that makes it a little bit more interesting as well yeah th but the thing is you know, Monkfish is he's a lovely leper and down that back straight in, in Leperstown, he is going to love that. And he's gonna love that more than he loved the twist, the turning and you know, the jumping uphill and the downhill on a turn of the old course. But I, I you know, I can't get out of my head that when Letty's exhibition won his beginner's chase and he quickened off the bend like a like a fast horse. Yeah. And we you know, we weren't thinking of him like a fast horse, and he was left in until this morning, he was still in the Irish article. So, you know, that tells you he does have he does have a bit of pace. If this race wasn't at Leopardstown, you know, if this meeting wasn't at Leopardstown and it was going to be heavier than it, it is going to be the weekend, he might have turned up in, in the Irish article over two miles. So, you know, it, it tells you Paul Nolan thinks he, he has a do, he does have some turn of four and probably more than Monkfish. But I, I'm just, I'm, I'm I'm keen to take the both of them on and Janadil, like I mentioned earlier about Limerick, I'm willing to put a line through that race behind Pensafull Hill and, and Cole Reedy. His his nice beginner's chase win was excellent. Um the horses have come out and maybe the, the first four home that day have all won chases now. Espinito you know, Bello, I think, was behind him, wasn't he? Espinito Bello, uh Longhouse Poet, um Mr. Hendricks. Mr. Hendricks only won last, last week, like, you know, um, I, I just, he could, he's probably that horse, there's, there's not, I don't know how much excitement there is about him, he's probably a two and a half mile horse, probably a future rhino horse that nobody really cares about, like, you know, he's, he's just one of those, I mean, like, they just, and they run on that race forever, you know, and then, you know, look, people love that race, but you'd have to worry about them. Yeah, you are. Do you think you should run in the marsh, Andy? Uh, and latest exhibition. Yeah. Um. I well, like he's. Oh God! Like if Envoy Allen wasn't a thing, yeah, but he is. Um, and and he's viewed as a tree miler. 
Um, I don't want to cut off deck, but like that that's a good question. I, I could see them going either way. I probably would say, yeah, run the marsh. Um, we, we, it was a grand, wasn't it, for the the, the pencil for the lead race? Is that, was yeah, that? I don't think he wants heavy ground. He's um, been beaten since as well. It's just a bit. He's a mudlark. I, like a pencil for lead loves the mud, and mm. he wants a long trip. But latest exhibition probably wants a bit of decent ground and probably, probably two mile five, probably this trip. Anyway, go back to deck there. Sorry, where was I? <laughs> sorry, Doc. Telling us that Janadil's going to win this round. Oh, sorry, Janadil's going to run in the Ryanair for the next 10 years, is it? <laughs> Look, I, I, I do think he could he could probably do this for Tau here. Um, and everyone's eyes are drawn to this matchup between Monkfish and Letty's Exhibition. And it's great, isn't it? Because they're two fantastic horses. And they've gone out of since the Albert Bartlett. And they went out at Christmas. And they're never far away from each other. But, you know... This is back to two mile five and, and speedier types come into it. Andy Dufresne. I know Steve likes Andy Dufresne. What what is telling people that Andy Dufresne wants a trip? You know, run him in the Arkle. All his farms over two miles. Has he ever ran this far before in his life? Does he get the trip? Run him in the Arkle. Get that thing that ran at Doncaster last week that he wants four miles. He should be running in the four mile. <laughs> you're to basically. Hang on, I've got the perfect caption for that one. <laughs> Look, you know, Jiskin wants his trip. Andy Dufresne has all the farm over two miles, but it's amazing what trainers can come up with. And you know, is it why does Andy Dufresne want this trip? Because somebody, you know, he was he was bought as a three miler. Was he a future Gold Cup horse? Maybe he is a future Gold Cup horse. But right now, he should be running over two miles because he has looked like an, a different animal this season when he was shown a fence. And the two races were over two miles, and he's been very, very impressive. I'd love to see him running yeah. on. You can just see him getting outstayed, can't you? Like, Yeah. Yeah, like uh, everything, you know, going through his farm again tonight, like he should be running in the Irish article, and then he should be going to the article. And then that race gets hotter and hotter and hotter. But he's turning up here. I don't know. You know. Stop trying like, to find a position. You know, <laughs> you know like that. I, I, you know, they're just giving Chiskin that race that he shouldn't be running in. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's out to get me. They're all out to get me. He's, he's too slow for two miles. He should be running over three. <laughs> anyway, so question here, boys. Question coming up. From Michael Kieran O'Connor. What would be the main threat to these horses from the UK? He likes Shantry House. I think we're talking about the Mars chase here. Uh, for when it comes to Cheltenham. What would be the main yeah, threat from the UK? Is he favourite for the Mars? Yeah. What? Think, what? Shamblue? Shamblue. Shamblue. I think... Yeah, um, sorry, lads. I think Chantry House, he's favourite for the plate, isn't he? The stable plate. Yeah, he's not been overly impressive. He won at Ascot, didn't he? And he? He's another one that's sort of carrying that novice hurdle form from last year, isn't he? He was sort of, was he fifth or sixth? Is he Henderson's horse, is he? JB. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Get, get on video up of today, hasn't he? Did he put video today? That was Altior. Ah. Could be easily confused. <laughs> he was pinging him. Well, Shant Shantry House was toured in the Supreme, was it? Yeah. Yeah. And look, we know the first far home 
where decent horses in the supreme which brings me to Asterian Farlange who was fourth and you know I've said it before but to do what he's done in the supreme he must have he, he must have some engine to finish fourth in that race because he turned a two mile race into three miles for himself knocked over half the field and still galloped home to be fourth and look if he's turning up here he's going to Cheltenham and, and this is the thing about Cheltenham and Prestige. It's, and I'd say it again, it's not all about four days in March, but Willie is going to send this horse to Cheltenham and he should never go left-handed again. He, he's absolutely crazy. He's going to be racing. They said they're going to try new tactics here with him. I don't know what they're going to try. But, you know, they wanted to tie his right leg up or something so he can only just tie his left leg up so he can only jump right. I don't know what the tactics are going to be, but, you know, he's another one who could be dangerous here. And um, second to Envoy Allen deserves a mention because he, he did run a good race, but I just think Envoy Allen makes nothing exciting unless you're an absolute purist and you just yeah. enjoy him jumping dead straight. You know, we see horses. Altior doesn't jump dead straight. You know, that that's how difficult it is. Envoy Allen is like an arrow. Boom! It everything is dead straight. Everything is easy. But you know, that was a good performance to finish second to him. Absolutely destroyed a handicap mark if they wanted it. But feed to that is is definitely worth a mention here. But yeah, I, I think uh, Jandil could could lose a few here, and he definitely put it up to to Ed. Uh, Monkfish and latest exhibition. Yeah, I've been left with me and you, Declan. These two must have been <laughs> yeah, yeah, something yeah. like that. Um, <laughs> another little question here. Um, he's talking of lovely lepers. It's Lieutenant Rocco today. Yeah, uh, Anthony Cousins. Um, just talking about Lieutenant Rocco today, actually. I did see the race. Um, uh, was it? It was Foss Lass today, wasn't it? The three something. Foss Lass? Yeah, Foss Lass yeah, on today. Yeah, Lieutenant Rocco. I'm surprised the sports losing that uh, Anthony Cousins is now celebrating. Yeah. <laughs> is he a friend of yours, Doug? Yeah, yeah, he's from the the Cheltenham 2012 page. Yeah, yeah big, big owner. I must say that yeah, Lieutenant Rocco was was very impressive today. He squatted 33 to one for the march. He's I think you have to, to say that, yeah. He's going to have to prove, improve a lot though for that. Was he not behind Mister Desabo? What's, what's the name of the horse? Yeah, yeah. Um, he yeah. nearly he tried to speaking of uh, one of the lads speaking about Chantry House there. He he led him a merry dance for a while and they were picked up by um Fusa Raffles, wasn't it? I think in the in the at Cheltenham a few yeah, yeah at the start of the year, yeah. So um yeah, no, Lieutenant Rock was a lovely horse. So I I'm kind yeah. of interested to see what his trip is because he looks like a stayer, but he's not slow. No, yeah, I agree with that. Mm. Lovely lepers going forward. Lovely talking of lovely lepers. Right, Steve's gone, but we're going to move on to. Well, it's the final race that we're going to cover at Leopardstown, and that is the Paddy Power Irish Gold Cup. Um, well, what a field! You know, there's a few missing, a few missing, but um, it's going to start with Steve. But we're going to start with um, you, Andrew. Now, Delta work for yourself. Yeah, uh, look, this is. Um, I'm a bit disappointed. I only see five runners, but you know these. Irish staying chasers at the minute. We're in such a good age of staying chasers. You know, we've we seen Delta work do the double of the Savills and the, this race uh, last year. And I 
I would say a few of those horses are probably just still feeling the effects of what they had to go through. Um, now, I know Kemba and Mellon were there right to the end of their reopposing, but, you know, that was some race at Christmas time. Um, and, and for me, I think Delta work is the one you have to really come on side with. Uh, he won the race last year. Jack Kennedy, in my opinion, is the key to this horse. Um, I think he, I think this horse is a, is a little bit quirky, and we were having a right conversation about this horse, obviously, privately uh, throughout the week. It was just, um, he dominated the conversation that, you know, Declan was suggesting he might, mightn't handle Cheltenham. I disagreed. Both had our cases. Um, and, and you know, like, I could see where Declan was coming from. Maybe he gets unbalanced um, with the undulations, which is completely fair enough. Um, I think this horse just has a mind of his own. I think when he hits the front, he has a little think about things. Um, similar enough to Honeysuckle, he will keep on finding, but he needs to be delivered late if possible. Um, and if he's left in front, a horse will only get to his girths, and that's about the, as far as he gets. You know, this horse is, is an assured jumper. Um for the most part, I know he, he unseated last time out, but but last year he was an assured jumper. Um, I, I put it down to just a, an uncharacteristic error last time out, but you know, he's seven to two here, and you're getting 33 40 to one for the gold cup, which is absolutely ludicrous. And uh, we have a favorite here in Manila Indo that you know, he, he's a really impressive animal. You know, he, he was he was robbed in the RSA, you can you can sugarcoat it whatever way you want but that was that was complete grand theft of the highest order and what happened to him in the rsa last year and uh, you know he's he's won two kind of egg and spoon races this year around wexford and navin and then he fell in the savills now it was too early to tell what may have happened you know he could have fallen because of the the, the pace they were going at it might have been new to him i think that's unlikely i think it was more just a car- uncharacteristic error but him his form with the likes of Champ and Captain CJ and Alaho in the context of open grade one staying chase company, it's kind of, you know, you can't really compare that to what the likes of Delta Work has done. Delta Work is a multiple grade one winner. He's won a Drinmore. He's won an Irish Gold Cup. He's won a Savills Chase. Kenboy's won a Savills Chase. He's won a Aintree. Um, the storytellers even won a um a Nordies Gold Cup or whatever that's called it down there. <laughs> The wine, the wine race. <laughs> That's all, yeah. Um, look, so, um, and even Melon, you know, Melon just usually only shows up in March, but Jesus, that was some effort last time out. And if they held on to him, he probably would have won that race. Um, he would probably would have won the Savile's Chase if, if Patrick didn't get excited. Um, but look, that's neither here nor there. But, you know, Manella, you know, it's. Manella Indo is seven to four, but his form in context of what Kenboy and Delta Work have already achieved, he has the potential on his side. And and you know me when it comes to potential and what's already in the book. If what's already in the book is really solid and it's a bigger price, I'm gonna go with that every single day. Um and I'm not saying Manella Indo cannot win this race, but he's bad value at seven to four, in my opinion. And last year's winner, Delta Work, who has not had the season that he's had last year, but he's had excuses. You know, you're getting around four to one with Delta Work in a five-runner race, in a race he's won last year with his proper jockey, Jack Kennedy, back. Um, I think it's a stonking bet, to be brutally honest with you, and and I'd be 
strongly with Delta Work here over the other four. Excellent. Thanks very much for that, Andrew. Um, Stephen, give us your opinion on this, mate. Well, he's actually he's 11 2 with Hills, uh, Delta Work. Um, Let's have a bit of that. That's Jesus. I don't have a hill over here. Yeah. Um, no, I was just going to Paddy Power on a racing post, but six to four miller in. I thought he was a. He's really coming, isn't he? I think he's around nine to four yesterday morning. But just going back to Kenboy and Mellon, I think they both they both raced last time like it was a two and a half mile race, didn't they? Just to cut each other's throats from such a long way out. I know, like Dex, Dex really likes a Plutard. I do myself, but I thought there's another case of where these are two horses just they had nothing left in the running, and he just picked up the pieces. Um, Despite you talking about Melerindo not having a form in a book, that's that's obviously right because Champs not come out this year to sort of argue the point. Alahoe's only raced uh, raced three times, two pretty sort of I won't say average, but sort of probably runs where he's getting geared up towards the end of the season. But last time he was he was quite impressive last Monday, wasn't he? When he beat the uh, the Merrily May, but. I think Melanorindo gets into a nice rhythm, mate. It jumped so well normally in AFL last time, but it's in such a good rhythm. Soft ground's not really a problem. Just with Kenboy, he sort of you can break his art, can't you? If you go if you go toe to toe with him and he doesn't get his own way in front, he can sort of sort of lose the plot a little bit. I sort of think it's between Melanorindo and I think Delta Work as well. Like obviously, Andy's been sort of crying about this all for a couple of years, and also you sort of forget how young he was when he was doing. He was, I think, he won the. Was he was he five or six when he won the bird temps? Was it? It's five. Five, wasn't it? Yeah. I sort of didn't give him. I was on top of the game in the RSA, so I sort of weren't really interested in what excuses were behind. But uh, it was it was a valid point. He was, he was still quite a young, inexperienced horse, you know. But um, I do like the favourite. You know. But, yeah, I've done, I'm on the favourite, Chris. I do like the favourite. Thanks very much. Well, I do think Delta Works a big price for what he's actually done on the course. I just think he's he's sort of been passed by because of his unseat and his fifth this year, you know? Yeah. yeah. It wouldn't shock you at all if he sort of come back to form, sort of going back to the belly Adams again, you know? Like, they've both sort of been sort of, uh, their prices are quite big because of their last run. And it wouldn't surprise you if they both won, would it? Right, uh, Declan, let's come to you because uh, you actually fancy Manila in, in doing this, is that right? No. Oh, yeah, sorry, Kenboy, Kenboy. <laughs> Look, I'm a big fan of Manila in though, but he has it all to prove now. A uh, couple of no nice, easy wins at the start of the season, looked a real day and looked a proper Gold Cup horse, had all the attributes. He fell the last day. Why did he fall? You know, that's his first run in... in open company in the grade one so there is a question mark there now he does have it all to prove uh he needs to book his ticket to the gold cup in this race he needs he needs to run a big race you know he doesn't necessarily need to win it to turn up in march and look back, back to the rsa the rsa was a bit of a mad race last year they went they went the crazy gallop and i think himself and alaho got lonely i you know they jumped the last i was really impressed i don't think champ quickened and and champ is overhyped by winning this race i don't think he quickened i think they stopped but as soon as champ went boy manila endo picked up and he went away from alaho and he chased champ home i know it was it was fairly late on but i took manila in there manila in the way of that race as 
the Gold Cup horse, and but he's got to go and prove it now. Delta Walk. I won't know. I won't go to Delta Walk yet. Like Camboy and and Mellon. I I think there was there was no hiding places in that race at Christmas. I think they made that a proper test. And I've, I've said it already tonight, the best horse wins off a fast pace. And they made sure there was no hiding places. But I was very, very impressed with Kenboy being there at the end. I know there were Mellon and Kenboy were there, but Kenboy would have won that race if there was no a Plutard in the race. And there's no a Plutard there, you know, on, on Sunday. Mellon is, is a faster jumper than Kenboy. But he's, you know, that, that could be used more effectively over a shorter trip so he's going to be gone three miles he's going to be he's going to jump past horses and he's going to he's going to be pulled up again and i just think he'd be more effective over a shorter trip yeah and there's also the fact that he loves coming second you know he loves hitting the bar has he won a grade one no never won a grade one you know Kenboy. He's done it all, you know. He was done late, and um, I do think a Plutar was the best horse in the race. He was, but he was done late. The horse came from behind. But Camboy is, is the last horse to beat Album Photo, and I just think he's a little bit disrespected here. Um, I was thinking earlier on the week that that the value was about Delta Walk, but. I have to be honest, the ground's probably against him. I know he has Jack back, but, you know, he is eight now, and we're saying, you know, he still needs to grow up. And personally, I think for, for Delta Walk, it's time to show you or get off the pot. You know, I know he's 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 done the two, he's done the, the Lexus, and he's done this Irish Gold Cup, but he needs to, he needs to back it up now. He, we gave him the excuse in 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 the six counties in november we said oh well he needs to run you know and then at christmas he was unseated but you know he's getting a bit long in the tooth now for us to keep making excuses for him he needs to put the big boy trousers on and he needs to prove himself uh, and i just don't know um i don't know i sorry andy i, I nipped off earlier you were talking about being right. saying, oh, he was unbalanced on the he gets unbalanced on the hill I, I was just referencing our conversation like we basically spent the week talking about the horse so yeah. I just reference our conversation that you thought he might get on balance on the hill i think that he just needs to uh, I know, you know. yeah like he the, the two the santini and top of the game and he's a faster horse than santini on top of the game and they quickened by him but davy didn't hit him until 50 yards to go and there's a reason why that happened you know and he he just couldn't sort himself out and you, you said andy he tried to pull himself up in in the pretems and mm. he got shown was it, Glendo, Glendo yeah. was second it well, you know, well very well handicapped Glendo. yeah but like they were yeah. well clear. i think he's dead now isn't he well i haven't, I haven't seen him yet. Yet. he's probably hunter yeah. he's, probably, he's probably an ender's yard no i think he's he's been put to season now i know my reputation for get on horses and then they turn up a week later but i don't think glenlow is going to turn up on sunday look i i i think i just think delta walk we've given him all the chances and it's it's time now he needs to prove and he needs to prove it like i know the ground's against him but 
you know, is he is he a man or a mouse? Like, you know, and I just think Ken Boy's done it all. He's done it on the ground. He's a caution distance winner. He's the last horse to beat Albion Photo. He was done late at Christmas. I think he, I don't think the Gold Cup's gonna suit Ken Boy, but I think this will suit him on, on Sunday. And I think he's gonna be hard to beat. I think he's gonna be hard to beat. Look, so actually uh, the storyteller has has a serious chance here. He's way overpriced. Don't do it. He is right. luck. Yeah. The storyteller. Hang on, hang on, hang on. The storyteller. If the storyteller was campaigned in three mile chases for the last two years, would he be the price he is now? Like oh, he's doing everything swing and stuff like that. But and, and I'm not against them. You know, I, I'm usually against horses who they don't know what to do with them. But I just think this horse is versatile and He's he's won the Wyan Chase in in the six counties. He's not. And I think he's overpriced. I don't think he win the race, but he's overpriced. He's been about one hundred and fifty and running and going really close, couldn't you? You are. You can see him being one hundred and fifty to one in running and going very close. You just, this race <laughs> year after year, doesn't it? You think back to Carlin for Lock Title Bay, it just. You this can, is always a great race. Title Bay, just this race can change completely in the last two hundred yards. Yeah, the the last the last. Yeah, three years, I, just, I, remember it. I just think the storyteller because he's he's ran in. You know, people are backing him for the pretends. They're backing him for all sorts of handicaps at Cheltenham, and he's won the Grade One Three Mile Chase in Ireland. Uh, his farm is. Is is three mile farm very good? The way he's campaigned, close people or something. One of the handicaps he won, didn't he? Of about 10 six, yeah. He hooked the rail the whole way around and and he won it, like you know. And then he was he was hotly tipped. Was it for the Coral Cup or the Pretemps? And he was he was placed. If he was if he was campaigned in three mile chases, he would not be the prize he is. And when you if you just take his that farm if you just take his chase farm and a stay in chase farm he's way overpriced here i don't think he'll win it i think campbell is a, is a proper horse like and i'll just say it again he is the last horse to beat album photo you know and and album photo ran a cracker that day and he did beat him it was at punches town the conditions suited him better but when we go to cheltenham the, the three mile two and a half the conditions will suit um album photo better but I think Campbell is the one who has the proof. Except for the storyteller, we, we know where he's at. We know he's overpriced. Back him each way, he'd probably be second. He's only 8-1. to one. I, don't, I don't think he's overpriced. I do, I do totally agree with what you're saying. 100%. I think he should Andy, be. If he was 8-1, to one, Andy, back him each way. <laughs> Two-run race. No, yeah, it's, yeah, it would, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's Stephen Manella indoor Declan Kemboy and Andy for Delta work really got the field covered there um right that brings us to the end of Leopardstown coverage just want a little quick question here from Lee Lee uh Lee Vigano all right lads great show I've convinced myself that Golden Jewel is a chance in the Labrocks handicap hurdle on Saturday uh, second last year behind those days are gone give me some hope lads he really was staying on that day wasn't he and he's run a decent race over over timber recently um looks like dropping back over hurdles looks like you know he's off a higher mark isn't he andrew um yeah. you'd say he'd probably have a good chance of a lightweight 
he should yeah he should go well now he is eight pounds higher than that effort last year but those days are gone ran a really good race in the coral cup but you know they went chasing him on this year and it didn't really work out so you're just kind of wondering if if he was a good chaser would he be lining up here that's that's my only worry maybe this could be a secondary idea um but look off a low weight and he ran so on the race last year i know he's eight pounds higher but he should go well um now personally i think there's a there's a plot job down the bottom there in, in that race um it ties in a bit with master mcshee <laughs> so look I'll, I'll explain it later on but look i'm never going to put anybody out off an outsider yeah right well we'll come to that very soon won't we then uh, we, in fact we're coming to that but bit really now i mean this weekend we've we've covered the irish racing we've got two decent enough cards over in england with crap prize money um stand down and weatherby and we've got some decent races at both um steve is there anything you want to touch on at these two meetings uh yeah the big breakaway uh seven to four back over a proper trip i know it was a proper trip on boxing day but kempton wouldn't have suited i think this will probably be his trial for the rsa sort of hoping he can do the business uh, is this are you talking about bets for the weekend, Chris? Are we or yeah? If you want to, you can talk about these now. Yeah, yeah. Um, this, this weekend, Steve. This weekend, yeah. This weekend. Ireland, mate. It's all about Ireland. There's, there's <laughs> no, no, the last week that we called off. There's a couple of <laughs> 500 generations in England. <laughs> yeah. Might be called off again this week. You never know. Um, Mesar de Zobo, I like in the um, Silly Isles. Is it silly Isles? It's a silly Isles, isn't it? Um, I know the boys are really keen on Sean Blue, and I sort of, I sort of get that. Um, but King, this horse has been injured. He was a Ballymore horse a few years ago. He won well last time. I wasn't really expecting to. I think I've heard he's improved. And they don't want to run him at Cheltenham because of, because of the injuries he's had. And I think that this is his sort of his cup final. So I like that. Um, also like West Approach in the Cleave. It's a bit He's a big outsider, isn't he? Yeah, it's a big, like he could be towed off or pulled up. He, he usually is, but um, I seem to back him every time. But I think I said earlier in the season when he ran at Cheltenham, he was second behind. Um, was it Frodon? Um, <laughs> yes. It, yeah. Yeah. He's one of them horses you catch him fresh. He travels well. He can jump. He's one on the other. He'll either run really well or really badly. But I think the fact he's run poorly the last twice, and he's had a nice break. I could see him running well at price in that. Now he's well. Now, now the Tizard Yard had a, had a winner today. Everybody be jumping all over them, won't they? Yeah. Um, yeah, we're not bad for him, ready. <laughs> one winner out of like four runners. Yeah, yeah. They did a winner, did they? Yeah, they had a winner, <laughs> Rose of Arcadia, for the uh, Cleveland Park. The Cleveland Park. <laughs> yeah, they they it's not really a bet this one, but sort of um, really interested to see how blue. Sorry, what do you mean this isn't a bet? Like, you, are you trying to take Andy's crown? I'm gonna back it and get on blue sorry and elaborate. I say you'd love America, just show. Yeah, back in come forth or something. Blue sorry, blue sorry, still a six-year-old. He running obviously in the race of Envoy Allen in the uh, bumper going back a couple of years. Uh there's been a little bit of money this week, he was opening around 20s, he's been back into 16s, 14s. I don't know what went wrong last year. Obviously, he won his first race and he was full for four and then he was pulled up. So, obviously, there's been saying until, well, wasn't, something wasn't right. But the fact he's running this race, he's, he's sort of well-weighted. It, 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 it could be a prep for the county or something. I don't know. But um, I think 
I think he's worth watching anyway, bare minimum. Um, uh, in the lab book. The other one I'm going to say this every bloody week this also, Antukas. I'm not going to say Andy's going to take over, but. Who's that again? Antukas. We're going to back this thing at 6 to 1 Saturday, Sunday, are we? Or is he uh, going to be another prep for the. Yeah. The save, save your money. He's he's going for the grand annual. But is he going to save money? No, because like because Cheltenham oh, prestige. It's JP McManus. It's prestige. This lad has more money than I take breaths a day. Like, well, it's birthday that week as well. It's birthday Cheltenham week, so a birthday winner. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think of this handicap mark if he was to win? Um. Well, look. The way I see it, E. de Beaufield won the Madison handicap chase last year, and that technically cost him the grand annual because he finished second. So, so take, take, that, take that as you will. Now, it's a different trainer and it's a different setup, etc. But, like, you know, and I, I, like Gordon Elliott had the winner anyway. He actually had the one, too. But, like, if Ecolair de Beaufield doesn't win that race at Leopardstown, he wins the grand annual because he's what, like nine pounds higher. So. Don't take the six to one. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that wrapped up, Steve. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, brilliant. Uh, Sandown and Weatherby. Anything for Declan and Andrew? No. Well, we do have the King as making his reappearance. Isn't my Shamblu. favorite? Shamblu in the Silly Isles. Yeah, he's, my, he's like he's my favorite horse that's trained over your area. Trained over water jumps. This um. Look, look, there's, there's no two ways of putting it. This horse is awesome. Um, like, he attacks fences. He's so exciting. Um, like, you're on the edge of your seat watching him every time he runs. Um, fences have been the making of him. Like, he was he was deadly at Kempton. Like, it was a pleasure to watch. And, it, you know, it's rare that you get a novice chaser jump with such competency. Like, you do see good novice chasers, obviously. Like, the, the, the jump well, yeah. But like Sean Blue is every bit as good as some of the best novice chasers that we've seen. He's an absolute pleasure to watch. And um, now my only worry about him is that this ground at Sandown is not going to suit him. We we see the way we see the way he travels. We see the way he comes out, comes up for his jockey when he when he jumps. That's all on soft ground or good to soft ground. Like this could be devastating ground at Sandown. Um, and look, fair play to Connections for having a go. Um, it's a great one, but. I'd I'd have my reservations about him this weekend solely because I can't see a horse of his quality getting out of the ground and heavy ground. I, I don't think he's gonna travel with that zest or that aggressive attitude that he showed at Sandown and Weathery um solely because of the ground. But I really hope he does show up and he wins because like he's a phenomenal horse and, and he's only gonna get better. Um so I really do hope that that he does show show his best in the in the one fifty at Sandown, the, the silly Oz novice chase. It's a good race. Um, you know, there's damn the company that, that that's a bold move as well because yeah. she's on one run winning a two runner race. Now she did beat Cornerstone Lad, um, who did win a fighting fifth, and um, because Boover Dare got half a hurdle stuck in his hoof. But he still won a he still won a fighting fifth. Um, I thought Pain the Dream ran really well last time. Beat Dicky Diver by seven lengths. He did, but Dicky Diver, if I'm not mistaken, that was his first or second. Yeah, it was his first. Run. Run. Yeah, it was first his first ever back. run. And and you know, Pain the Dream has had plenty of chances. Like this is a horse that was beaten twenty four lengths by Protectorat on his on a start prior. Um, you know, he's rated one four seven. 
he's probably flying too high here. Uh, Sporting John Christ knows what he's going to do. Um, like that, you know. Um, Hitman, yeah, Hitman is a, a five-year-old. He'll probably be second. Um, and up to straight is now he's a lovely horse. Um, he's not up to grade one caliber, but he is. He is an absolute lovely horse, um, and he will be able to. He'll do his bit, you know. Um, at, at his level, he might need this. He, he might need this as an experience, but um, he's a very very talented horse. But this he's probably flying a little bit too high here. Um, yeah. But this experience will do him all the all the well of good, and I think he'll outrun his odds. But I, I'm yeah. just hoping that Chamblou just shows up and just wins that wins that race because um, he's 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 a very exciting novice. Have you learned anything, Declan? Yeah, look, I, I I looked at that race as well. Obviously, big fan of Chamblou, and I always think it. You know, when it comes to novice chases, if you're in doubt, just back the best jumper, and Chamblou has been exceptional. And he's covered it all. But Mesor Desabo has also been, you know, shown he's a lovely leper. Um probably saying, you know, I'd probably do and be if I was going to have a bet now, it would be Chamblou to be Mesor Desabo. Uh look, I, I think back to novice chases of the past and siding with the you know, Don Cossack was was a beautiful jumper as a novice. And I, I'm thinking of his, I, I do. He won the, the Drinmore, and he was devastating that day. Like you know, he, in novice races, the best jumper will usually win. If you're in doubt, go for the best jumper. And Chamblier has been exceptional over fences. So I know the ground's going to be against him. I know Sandown gets heavy, but I think he's a classy animal. He probably didn't get the, the you know, three miles. He probably didn't get it strong enough to go further than three miles but yeah yeah mm. you know it was it was really good sorry say oh we should have went quicker don't you kempson oh look i i think a horse blessed with that sort of speed he has a sort of speed where he can come back and trip close to him yeah, yeah. Well, don't get me wrong right the last time i was on a horse was in in foster circus right <laughs> but if, if i was riding that day i'd have burnt off the, the big breakaway because I do think at Kempton it's a long straight and you have three fences to jump and if you're like the likes you know those plotters that turn up in the King George for some mad reason I just think you just you burn them off you get them out of comfort zone and you zap their stamina because if you leave them with any stamina they will outstay you in that long straight I do think he won the race but it wasn't the cleverest of rides and um, I'd have burned off a stamina, the big breakaway stamina a lot, a lot quicker than that. Down the back, I'd have just up to the tempo because I, 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 you know, I know I'm gonna get home. I, I know I can burn it off. Yeah. But um, look, he still, he still set on the front, and it was probably down to his jumping. So I would be giving him another go, uh, in spite of the ground. I know he'd probably prefer at the ground, but I think he will win in spite of the ground. Azir Desobo's been to Venetia, hasn't he? Um, pushing up that you know, jump. But does she does she hang around with Nikki? Does she? She hangs around with everybody, you know. And <laughs> she's such a she she's she's just one of them nice people that just go around to everybody and say, "I'll take that horse." Yeah, 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 yeah. We have them around here. Is that the Connackers? Oh, don't don't refer to Venetia as a Andy. Name. <laughs> don't <laughs> 
<laughs> right, guys, that, that brings us on to now. That brings us on to, and I want to, I want, we're going to have to wrap up the show quite soon now. It's been two hours, 15 minutes. It's one. Right, it's been a long one, but it's been needed and we've needed it, haven't we? So, weekend's best bets. Right, so I, I don't go to you, Declan, because actually you've got a list longer than your arm, haven't you? I know. Do you know what? I didn't do with the best bets. I done, I done me handicap Yankee for the weekend. I don't know the handicap man at all. But, you know, the, the prices are so tempting. Um, the the Matson Chase, which is the two mile one chase on Saturday, I like Kabuchi mix. Um, the the Ladbrokes hurdle, which funnily enough is the all Ladbroke hurdle, then the Pierce hurdle. I like Nal May's horse. Uh, he's he's hardy. He's a hardy bloke. Oh, I, I want to make the Yankee. Sorry, Andy. I said, is he? Yeah. Oh, he's a tough guy. Is he? Yeah. Very hard. <laughs> uh. The, the one I struggled with, and I, you know, was the, the three mile, the, the William Froy, whoever William Froy is. Hold I on. couldn't get away from this horse. Oh, it's a horse I followed since I, I was at Fairy House the day won his bumper for Liz Doyle. It's the only Liz Doyle bumper winner I've ever seen that drifted in the betting uh, downtown getaway. He's been win, with Nicky Henderson, a change of yards might do him the world of good. And then in, I think it's called the Gaelic Chase. I actually put this horse up at the start of the season and thought he, he will either turn into a grade one novice chaser or, you know, if he doesn't quite, if he doesn't win a beginner's chase, he'll end up, he, he'll win a handicap and it's a laser, they niche. Uh, they're all, they're all really nice prices. They're all double figures. And Did he run into Lights Exhibition's debut, didn't he? That one. Eliza Denise. Uh, he ran him and Espinito Bello ran in the same beginner's chase. Was it like um, as well? I'm not sure what was his exhibition, but I, I did think the two of them could develop into decent enough chasers. Uh, obviously, Espinito Bello was gonna one uh, beginner's chase, and he is. I, I'm dying to know what they're planning with him. He's probably good enough to step into grade one company, but he could defy his mark and win a handicap at the festival but i i do think this horse is is probably still unexposed and look you know a 10 cents or the 10 pence yankee would pay nice money if they all went in i think they all have a chance i'll just come back to the one that you mentioned there that because that's downtown getaway and when he went to nikki there was a massive reputation surrounding that horse so if willie mullins can get something out more out of that mark of one three five there that could be quite lenient in that william fry handicap because and he is a tasty each way price though as you say definitely downtown getaway one there for definitely the notebook for myself um thanks for that deck let's go to steve next you've covered most of yours haven't you steve you want to say I him think, again yeah, but i'm gonna i'm gonna be going for something crazy i'm gonna master mcshay 12s uh andy dufresne 12s and I'll probably probably be an each way double with him. And the ones I've already mentioned really. Uh Mezard Azobo, uh West Approach and Blue Sari. Blue Sari, nice one. Thanks is that next horse? Is it Blue Sari? Huh? Who's training Blue Sari now? Willie's still good, isn't he? He's still with Willie, is he? Yeah. 
Uh, he's not quite. He's not gone chasing, so he can't go to Enders yet. He's still yeah, having a yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Right, just before to come to you, Andy. Let's go. I've been very quiet this thing. You know me. Uh, love me flat racing. Not. <laughs> no, t- two from me. I had a double last week, so you can't say that my double came in. Yeah, but one them was, the one that was one to three or something, Chris. <laughs> I knew that I'd get you going, yeah. I didn't put that up. Yeah, I didn't put that one up. I didn't re- I really didn't put that one up, no. Two two from me. One is probably one that Andy's mentioned in the past, and I think we covered it the other other month other week. We, the cleave hurdle. I do like itchy feet. Um at four to one. I think it's a shrewd move to go back hurdling. If he builds upon his second last time out to Dashiell Drasher, going back over hurdles, I think he's got a very set, a solid chance. It, that's in my opinion. I think the three miles will suit him, and I think it'll be perfect. Um, so it'd be, I'd be taking itchy feet in that cleave hurdle. And it's Edinburgh National at Musselburgh oh, um, this weekend. Sake. Don't, don't <laughs> raise your eyebrows at me, lads. <laughs> don't raise your eyebrows at me because... It's a what? It's the yeah, Edinburgh... What the, the Edinburgh National. It is it is a very good card at Musselburgh for both days. It really is. They've got they, some they great races. Well. Oh come on. We are, <laughs> we, are doing, we are doing Scotland a very disservice here. This is a this is a this is a fantastic, fantastic renewal of the Edinburgh National. And I do like Dino Boy here. He's a likely race for an eight-year-old. He won the Borders National at Kelso, which is over what a bit the more than hell this. Is Borders. It's the Triumph Hurdle Troll there Sunday, I'll let you know. Yeah. Say, just, just, just talk over, just talk over me, lads. Just talk over me, that's all right. It's just a Borders National, that's all it is. He, anyway, shut up. Shut up and let me speak. He, he won that Borders National by 15 lengths and he was eased down. He gets in and off a lightweight, he looks progressive, and he's against some thoroughly exposed types like LeBroy, who is really exposed. Um, so there's the two for me, and we're going to get another double this weekend. And you can't grumble at that, because when you're picking winners, that's what you want. Don't moan if they're in Scotland. Don't moan if they're at Wolverhampton. And certainly Chris. don't moan if they're not in Ireland. Chris, All right, come on. Chris, but- uh, the board are not aware that Gordon's got five in a Persems qualifier at Muscle Brown Sunday. Oh, well, we'll keep an eye yeah, on those. They're, they, they, they're not declared. They're only finding out where what they're going to do in the springtime. <laughs> <laughs> now, give us a mark. You can't, once you give us a mark, you can't change it. Right, let's go to you, Andrew. Andrew, your best bets this weekend, mate. Just before I do that, I just found out there's the Frodon Novices Chase at Musselburgh on Saturday. Oh, 12 I swear to we get some Scottish trainers on here, you'll be eating your words, lads. I swear to check oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. I said Scotland should have the Mayor's Grade 1 during the week, didn't I? I said that. I said, give it the pair. I love Scotland. <laughs> but I can't believe there's a Frodon Novices Chase. That's like... <laughs> the big books that was the chase well if there's a nickels horse running and you've got to back it haven't you now well uh, uh, this is a classic now the scottish champion chase handicap uh frodo yeah so we got the edinburgh national and the frodo novices chase jesus that's a good crack okay anyway 
anyway, look, I'm, I'm going to stop roasting Scotland and I'll just give you my, my horses for the weekend. I'm doing a, a Trixie on the Saturday at Leopardstown, uh, 105 Ashdale Bob. Um, oh, sorry, this is a Yankee, actually. This is a, it's a Yankee on the Saturday. So it's, it's 105 Ashdale Bob, 210 Franco de Port, 245, a horse I hadn't covered in the, in the uh, Madison handicap chase, uh, Machuca. Um, now I was hoping he would run the two mile five race on the Sunday, but they've declared him for the two miles. He ran a real um eye catching race in the Paddy Power, um, in the Paddy Power chase on the 27th of December at Leopard Sound. Now that was over three miles, so that's why I thought they'd come back to two mile five. But they they brought him right back to the two miles where he's plenty of form and he's definitely quick enough. Um, but the interesting part is, um, it wasn't something I was going to include, but it is quite significant that Chris Jones, the same owner, has left um, one of his horses in as top weight. Um, and usually that wouldn't really matter. Um, but what it's doing to the handicap is quite significant. So it's Ordinary World, who, who's carrying 11 stone 10 off 149. The second in is Golan Chosen, who's 11 stone 1. And so he's actually 9 pounds. He, he's altering the handicap by 9 pounds, Ordinary World, which you know puts machuca on 10 stone 11 instead of i think 11 stone six yeah so it's it's quite significant that uh, that might be actually the reason they've gone here now machuca is 33 to one which is an absolutely ludicrous price Uh, he's going to be well backed um i can i can tell you that for free um and he'd be one of my better bets of the weekend at that price um the other one there on the tree in the 350 is the labro curdle Um, it's the bottom way for Mac, uh, jp mcmanus to my glass flyer third behind master mcshee last time out um and, and you know like joseph o'brien trains the horse didn't really oh, sorry the yard wasn't really firing at christmas time Um, he's turning up here now off 10 stone eight he's a stamp on his back he's definitely scope for improvement off that mark he's really really unexposed horse and this is my bet of the weekend Um, i think you're going to see and i this horse is going to get absolutely pummeled in the betting i I can see this going off at least half the price i i I genuinely think this is one of the gambles of the weekend will take place on this horse Um, and if he wins that just shows you how good master mcshee may well be because uh, Master McShay beat this horse out of sight. But he's my bet of the weekend, uh, the My Glass Flyer in the uh, 350 at Leopardstown. Uh, jumping on to Sunday really, really quickly. Uh, be just an each way Trixie with Master McShay in the 210. Delta work in the 340 and off you go for Charles Burns, who probably been the most unpopular winner in racing history. If he was to get in, judging what happened to Charles Burns, but um, because he's uh, appealed, uh, because he's appealed the punishment, off you go is allowed run. Um, and if you could swap Machuca for the two mile five race, and off you go for the two mile race, I would love that. But that's not the case. But um, off you go is definitely well handicapped. He jumps fences absolutely fine. He's well in off his hurdles mark, um, and I think he'll go very very close in in that handicap chase. So uh, quite a lot for me, but hopefully you guys took it in. What price are you thinking? Are you thinking the flyer is going to go off at? Sevens or hills now. My glass flyer, I I say four to one favor, seven yeah. to two favor. I think they'll absolutely smash them up. Yeah, um, it, it's that it, it's it's all down to the farm. See, the core is is going to Newbury next week. Could, apparently, could well go to Newbury next week. Yeah. Master McShee, but it, those three were well clear. They're all. It, it's a popular bet, isn't it? It is. It's it's. 
the punter's bet, yeah. like you know. Yeah, and I I think that the seven eight to one that's available right now that's that won't be there Saturday morning. Um, and I think he he's plenty of um. Obviously, he's not easy to train, but there's plenty to work on there. I'd say, and he'll he like off that way. Um, look, they they can't. They, there's not not they can do if they want to go to the top spring handicaps. They have to win this or at least run well in it. So here's one that's just come in. Last one for the night from Anthony Cousins. He's asking us to watch the run of Escalade on Saturday with Chelsea in mind. One three 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 five UK mark. Dennis O'Regan rides. Nine to one Thursday, where he's thinking the marketing pipe at the only festival that matters. Escalade. Oh, yeah. you know what? Look, do you know what? We know who wins. George George told us who wins the Martin Pipe. <laughs> you know, me five year old son. He told us Calvados wins the Martin Pipe. Ah. Angela Chilade. Oh. <laughs> no, Angus look. Chilade. Oh, you had a look at. <laughs> Angus Angus Chilada. I, I had a look at Escalade for the race on on Saturday, and again, like you know, look at boxing. You know, it's not about world titles anymore. It's about fighting John over there for ten million than winning a world title. Why would you protect your mark if you can win this race on Saturday to go? What's the Martin Poyport like? It must be one of the lowest paying races at, at the festival. Here we go. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm asking a serious question. You know, what is the, what's it worth? Like, you know what I mean? Sure, the festival, we had, no, but you have to remember, we had the thing at the start of the year where it was, it was apparently costing us a fortune to go. You know, it was costing money. It cost Willie money to travel. I know he gets it back, you know, but when does he get it back? So, I don't know why you'd be protecting a mark, you know. And I, I, I suppose, you know, the the social the social media age has blown this away of, you know, having a runner at the Leperstown Christmas Festival, having a runner, not even a winner, a runner at the Galway Festival, meant so much to Irish people. Where you know, travelling to Britain, we we always traditionally we sold our our horses, you know, travelling to Britain. To run at one of these festivals was a dream our irish festivals you know particularly our summer is built around the festivals and having a runner at those festivals was amazing now they're worth more money than these festivals we dreamt of going to <laughs> we are coming to an age where we well, might not Cheltenham was always obviously but it was it was for the, the dynasties like i mentioned earlier the mullinses the drivers you know they could go because they had the best horses. Like, you know. But it's take away from the fact for having a Cheltenham winner. Yeah, I know. But having the Martin Pipe, the fucking Martin Pipe. Right, winning the Gold Cup. Winning the Gold Cup is, is the dream. Winning oh, yeah. the Martin Pipe or winning some money at Leopardstown up the road. Like, I don't know, I don't know why now, and I hope this is sorted out. I love Cheltenham and you know, I love the prestige. I I I love those fest, but the Martin Pipe. Why would you protect your mark to win less money? Do you want to have a punt? This race oh, yeah. is probably more competitive. Yeah. This is a competitive race. This you know, this festival the weekend, the bumpers are probably better. The the festival 
leopard cell is probably more competitive because there's less horses running, which means there's less bad horses running. And I don't mean that because there's no English horses traveling. I just mean if you condense it, there's less bad horses running. I'm not. I'm, I'm honestly not having a go, but it has, it has been diluted. I'll, I'll give you that. Oh, look, you know when you have the mare's chase, you know, and as Andy says, you know, every mare wants two and a half miles. Apparently, <laughs> they do. Every mare's race is two and a half miles. Yeah, except for the novices. Except for yeah, novices. No, too, too, much. Much, too much for novices. No, you, you, want <laughs> you know. On, on that note, guys, we'll just end with this final thought. <laughs> yeah, that bow. I'd love to see just in like Frodon. <laughs> yeah, I should have put Frodon up there, really, shouldn't I? <laughs> yeah, well, uh, that brings us to the end of our weekly live podcast. Well, it was a long one, but we've got there in the end. Plenty of winners are going to come from the podcast, and guarantee you that. Which ones they are, I can't guarantee you. Um, so either follow everybody. If you've got bags of money, well, 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 I've got something really important here to say. Remember to gamble responsibly. There we go. And don't forget the Edinburgh National is on at the cross borders, uh, the bug borders in the borders, right? Borders. And that brings us to the end. So let's say thank you, thank you to Declan. Thanks, Deck. Thanks. Thanks very much. Uh, thank you to Andrew. Pleasure as always, Chris. Cheers, lads. And thanks to Stephen. Thanks, Steve. Uh, We're all empty now. Get them on your head. Oh, poured down my face, sir. Must have left a bit in there. Don't worry. Oh, Love dear. Some of us have got work in the morning. I hope I'm going to right now. <laughs> right, right. Thanks for everybody crazy. who interacted with us tonight. Thanks for all the questions. Thanks for all the comments. Thanks very much to Lee, Anthony, Michael, everybody who else who got involved. Even Andrew's girlfriend, Andy's dad, who probably told her to write that. Thanks to Simon and Donald. Uh, thanks to everybody who got involved. Evan or Carol as well. Big shout out to Evan. I He's there every week. And we'll see you all again next week, guys. Cheers, guys. Enjoy. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. See you later. Thanks for listening. Make sure to follow us on Twitter. Head on over to our handle at USO Podcast and click the notification bell to never miss an episode. <laughs>